Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lions Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and David Pingree, featuring the producer of the show, Tits Legendary. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah! Welcome to the show, everybody. Thank you. The Pulpamex Roundtable Show 3.0, presented by BTOSports.com. We are not live on this beautiful Sunday afternoon in Las Vegas, right outside the Lions Den. We've assembled a roundtable of superfans to hash out all of Pulpamex's shortcomings. We might even uh, have time to take some calls. I don't know if we'll have enough time. Got to address that with Steve. Well, anyways, um, this is not live, like I said, but the number to call in... Um, it's 702-586. It's really good you're giving that out. Well, it's not on the website. The, the number's not on the website, so it's 702-586-7857. at 702-586-PULP. Before we get started, let's... So if you're uh, hearing this now, give us a call. Duly note the phone number because it's not on the website. That's, that's, what I'm, that's my point. Uh, let's thank all of our uh, show sponsors mm-hmm. who undoubtedly don't want to be associated with this podcast, but... BTOSports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X-Brand Goggles, Atlas, Neck Braces, Infab Jeep and Truck Parts, Showy Helmets, Free Gun Underwear, Works Connection, Tech One Designs, FMF Racing, Brop Bar, A10 Solutions, W Wheels, Black Ops Moto, Optrix, all on board with us. My name is Moser. I'll be your host of this doomed podcast. And uh, I apologize now if you're listening. And if you've downloaded this and you're listening, uh, you may want to reevaluate your life, uh, your life plan and goals. That was the sound of a nice cold Coors Light being cracked open. We'll start out by uh, Tits. Thanks for coming in. Yep. Mr. Legendary. Yep. You're a roundtable podcast pioneer. Um, you're an old hat at this, and you were really the one behind having us all come back in here and do this for the third time around, yeah, not the first I was, time. I really, really was pushing this hard. I wanted this to happen, and uh, you know, I, I want redemption. Not not once, not twice, but the third time. Third time is the charm. That's good to hear. And then Mrs. Pookie Mathis, thanks for coming on uh, on the air with us. Hello, hello. So in no particular order, we're going to... Uh, thanks, Rocky. we got Rocky and Sammy yeah. as well. In no particular order, we're going to introduce... Uh, we got four callers today. We'll start with the youngest, uh, youngest guy that's also got the worst mouth and also taints the most food. Sinjin, say hi. Fuck yourself. Oh, that's, that's lovely. Uh, next up, gentlemen, is a guy out of New Jersey. Gentlemen and lady. Gentlemen and lady. What's going on? Nash here. Next guy on the line uh, provides us with all sorts of vintage and current eye candy, both of the motorcycle and podium girls. Ape. Hello, be, everyone. That'd be you, Blazer. Tony Blazer here. Tony Blazer. Yes, right, indeed. Tis I. And then uh, last but not least in America's Top. That was lovely there, Peter. We could all hear that. Rebel. Sound of an ice-cold Rebel yeah. being cracked open. Cracked Thanks open. for that. Uh, last but not least, coined a rising star by one Steve Mathis is Brad from uh, Canada. Yeah, you betcha. It uh, might be a nice day in Vegas, but that's for sure snowing up here. Oh, yeah, eh? 
Oh, yeah. Is it, is it really snowing already out there? Yeah. Yeah, it already started snowing this morning, eh? I have to get my toque. <laughs> All oh, right, you're so, a fucking hooser. Oh, right, you so, take off, eh? All right, so introduce yourselves quickly. We'll start with Sinjin. Just, uh, most people obviously that listen to the show know who you are, but uh, tell us why you're a Pulmex fan or why, why in the hell you'd want to want to get on here and do this roundtable that's going to be doomed. Uh, well, uh, you just contacted me. Uh, I mean, I've been listening to Pulp Mech Show for quite a few years now. Uh, we all know myself as Jimmy's number one fan. Uh, I just call, I just uh, in here just to uh, give my insight. I don't know who would want it. Um, but, yeah, just here to uh, basically talk about uh, motocross. You can uh, thank your age, I think, because we wanted to have a kind of a round demographic. And you definitely have the worst language, and I'm pretty sure you might be one of the long- youngest listeners. So uh, you can you can thank your listening since I was like 16, man. Yeah, that, well, I'm not sure that's a good thing, but um, it got you on the show. All right, Nash, you're up next. You were on Roundtable 1.0, which I think was better received than 2.0, and then hopefully we surpass it here. But today, but uh, most people know you as a, a super fan of vintage motocross, or at least factory footlong. Phil Lawrence. So. Come on now. Factory's my man. You all know that. Now, I mean, I've been, I stumbled upon Steve's show and uh, I just enjoy it. I enjoy being able to, you know, get some solid information about this sport and, and just find things out that you don't know. And I'm hoping that maybe one day JT will be sitting in an airport listening to this going, these people are such idiots. Why are they even doing this? <laughs> That's my dream out of this podcast is to have people like him just mutter in disgust. So pathetic. That no, well, that's 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 a goal we can probably obtain easily. Uh, Blazer, you're up next. Uh, you provide all sorts of YouTube uh, videos, vintage motocross videos, and uh, pictures of Monster Girls on Twitter and Instagram. Um, how did you become a Pulp Max fan, or uh, why in the hell would you want to do this podcast? <laughs> well, originally I started out uh, kind of listening to the podcast Steve was doing with like some of the older guys in the sport. As everybody knows, I'm kind of a super fan of all that old stuff and the new stuff too, but um, I got got involved with uh, writing for the site a couple of years ago and just love the show in general. Actually, I was entertained by the first two shows, even though they were a bit of a train wreck. So I thought it would be fun to do this one with you guys. All right, Brad, you're up next. And uh, to, be com- <laughs> Nothing. to be completely honest, I don't know a whole lot about you. Um, JT said that you were on a VIP experience once, and he was impressed with your moto knowledge. Steve says you're a rising star, so I'm thinking this podcast is going to be the perfect platform to make you like maybe the next Pulp Max super fan. I don't know, next Moser maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I'd love to be the next Moser, but I don't think I have nearly the uh, the potty mouth nor the uh, mind in the gutter to achieve that. But uh, yeah, I've been racing motocross for about 14 years. Um, 20, uh, 20, 2011, a friend of mine, Braden uh, Johnson, he just kept talking about the Pulp X show, and I ended up listening to the 2011 um, recap shows and absolutely fell in love with the content and just started finding out more and more and more. And then, yeah, I'm just a Pulp X fan, and uh, I inquired about uh, doing another uh, roundtable, and I heard that it was already in the works and that you were spearheading it, so uh, I'm glad to be involved. Well, uh, thanks for coming on the show. Pookie, uh Pookie provided Steve with a green card. We all know that. And Peter. <laughs> You're <laughs> such a dick. I'm sorry. Uh, and Peter, uh, it was his birthday present one year, so I think we've got all our bases covered. Yep. Let's uh, let's ease in, at least ease into this podcast here. Uh, we'll start out with just kind of general general show consensus: what you like, what you don't like, uh, suggestions you have on how to make it better, or what you love about it. Um, 
and we'll start out uh, no particular orders. You you first, Blazer. Well, I tell you what, I um, I I love the show. I think um, I think that goes without saying. Dir- <laughs> I think we all yeah, love the show. Let's get I, that I, out of the I way. Think the improvements they, I think the improvements we made this year with the the new host and stuff, um, are a huge improvement. Uh, I think I love Kenny. Kenny's a great guy, but I think a little bit of Kenny goes a long way sometimes. And I love the the addition of the round table uh, or none of the round the round robin guests every time you get somebody new and. You know, guys like Ping and DV and all those guys have a real different take on the sport, even though Pingree doesn't really watch it anymore. Um, I enjoy what they add to it. I, I think it's, uh, you know, brings a little fresh air to the, the show this year. You didn't really say anything you like there, per se. How about what you don't like? Um, well, um, I'm not a giant fan of uh, the Benny Bar segment. I think that's a little bit boring usually. They have a hard time filling that in. So I, you, um, no, you don't like it. I'd love to see yeah, thank Not you really. I mean, it's okay, on. I guess. I mean, a lot of times it seems like he struggles to find a really good – That's one, to me, at least, that's one of the, the segments that kind of falls flat a lot of times. I mean, I, I really think nothing's really terrible, um, but if I had to pick one segment that is probably my least favorite, that's probably it. Do you think it's a lack of Steve doing research on a good banging bars uh, or battle of the weekend? Or is it just not a compelling it, topic? Yeah, no, I mean, a good battle is great, but it always feels like it's kind of slapdash. You know, it doesn't – obviously – it's not like a, a major research project every week. At the at the last second, they're kind of trying to think of one that fits the bill of the banging bars. It just feels like the least polished of all the segments to me. All right. Well, we we appreciate the feedback, and hopefully Steve doesn't block you on Twitter. And uh... Less polished than tits versus tits? <laughs> <laughs> no, that is the best part of the show. Oh, come on. <laughs> I love it. The fact that that's a train wreck is what makes it the most entertaining. All right, Brad, where's your insight here? What uh, What do you like, don't like? Well, I love the content. I love the uh, the inside information that you receive from some of the different characters, and uh, obviously, Manitoba, like Motocross in general, is full of hilarious characters and the way that they present the information. Um, one of the things I I don't particularly enjoy, but uh, do find that it's necessary to have some of those uh, um, team managers on that aren't really allowed to give a whole lot of inside information that obviously would end up them losing their jobs. Um, for the most part. So, like, a lot of times when a, a team manager comes on, they have quite a bit to say, but they don't go as into detail as I would hope because, obviously, there's certain just things that, uh, whether it's uh, sponsor relations or um, anything that's kind of, they shouldn't they shouldn't be saying, they stay steer clear of it. And uh, whereas when you have more athletes and, and uh, more, like, gear people and stuff like that, they're more proponent to... Uh, give in some, uh, some some real insight to uh, the world of motocross, and that's what I watch for. That's what I listen for. Yeah, that's a good point. They do uh, play a lot of things pretty close to the chest. Right. What's and if up? I was to change, like uh, if I was to change anything, uh, I do agree with uh, with Tony on the uh, the NFAB um, thing. Yeah, maybe I think like I love NFAB as a as a sponsor, but maybe their sponsorship would be located better on a on a different. Um, different segment, like a new segment that maybe we can come up with on the show or, or, or something like that, because uh, that, that does fall flat on a, on a general occasion. But I think that the most important thing, right, uh, to me anyway, would be better organization of the contest and, uh, and more, a little bit more frequently as well, because I know it's easy to get some, some product from some of these sponsors and, uh, like, products are a lot easier to get money from. So, you know what I mean? Sounds good. Uh, hey, you fucker, Sinjin, what do you, what do you, what's your <laughs> input? <laughs> All right, so uh, I would say the thing I like <clears throat> the best is uh, probably one of uh, one of the best things I like is uh, the older motocross guys coming on, like Matasevich, all those, because 
I mean, I was born in 94. Those guys are all before my time. I mean, anything pre-05, I'm not real too good on. So I think it's interesting to hear them uh, talk about, like, it was more, I mean, me growing up, it's always about motocross is so serious. Back then, it seems like they had more fun, you know, partied. And I think it's cool to hear from them, uh, especially Matasevich. I wish he would have opened up a little more uh, about his fucking cougar or something he has, if you remember him talking about that. Uh, the illegal animal the, that he's not supposed to have? You wanted him to talk about that? <laughs> yeah, I wanted him to say what it exactly was, but I think that's very interesting. Uh, another thing, I really give respect to uh, Steve for, you know, he gets insight and he really puts his, uh, for lack of better terms, hangs his balls out on the bars. And, uh, you know, he he just, tell, like, he'll say a rumor he's hearing and uh, he risks his, uh, I don't know what the right, I don't know what the word is, he risks his reputation uh, to give us the insight, uh, things I'm not a fan of. I'm, I know I'm going to get torn a new one for saying this. I'm really not a fan of Berluti. I mean, wow. I really, Sinjin, I'm going to hang up on you right now. Yeah, oh, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I just, he's just not interesting to me. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Nash, what's your input? Uh, I think that to say that we all like to show that's, you know, you always got to start off with that. What, what turns every single person on to this is the fact that Steve opens up his house, lets people come in, and just, like Sinjin said, goes flat out. You know, he steps right out on a limb, and that's what made the show magical when Kenny was there because Steve would step out on the limb and probably antagonize Kenny. But still, to, to have the Alessis call in and, and to hear J-Bone come on, and, like, you just hear this inside information. That's, that's a, a segment that I would add is, again – Honestly, I'm not a fan of the banging bars. I feel like everybody that listens to the show is educated enough to watch this intense battles. And if you didn't, you're going to read about it the day or two after the race. So to recap that, a little bit of a waste. I think that you should do an NFAB insider story of the weekend, something that it could be divulged, no one's going to get in trouble about, but little-known fact, somebody was struggling with their suspension. Uh, yeah, it could be silly or something even. Yeah, exactly. It could be totally funny. You know, like somebody had intense diarrhea and crapped their pants. Awesome. <laughs> love to know about that. Not that I'm a – whatever, you guys get the point. So I love tits I like versus that. tits. Love tits versus tits. Hands down. It's awesome. Especially tits when you wad it up immeasurably. You're, you're very good about that, and you're very humble. Um, All right, nobody asked my opinion, but uh, I'm obviously a fan of the show. Um, I like the in, you know, the behind the scenes information, you know, we learn more through this show than, you know, I would have ever learned through reading articles or whatever you see online or the other, you know, coverage of the sport you see. So, I mean, I think that's a huge plus of the show is you learn a lot more information that's just not public knowledge or, you know, you kind of feel like you're part of the sport more. Um, Mm -hmm. my biggest criticism would be that I think that we end up, we, (laughs) I better watch my, I don't want Kenny yelling at me. I think the show ends up having the same types of guests on too much sometimes. It kind of ends up like they're in rotation mid-season. You get the same, you know, five or six guys that we ro- rotate through. And I said we again. But uh, I'm on the payroll. I guess I can say we, huh? What do you think? Yeah, we. I'm a we. Awesome. I'm in, I'm in Steve's chair. and I'm not wearing any underwear. So um, I think if we got a better, like a more diverse um, guest, list would be good i think it, it gets a little bit repetitive at sometimes which is understanding you know given it's season and uh it's easy to just call the people that always call you back or um you know rv wins a lot so it's easy to have him on but that's that's my 10 cents 
Uh, who would you who would you put on Moser? Like name somebody that you would be interested on having on that's not the regular. Because I mean, I agree with you, but I mean, I don't know who would who would fit that part. Well, I'm just saying, I love Top Jimmy, but he's probably on eight times a year, and I think we could probably touch base with so somebody add else. more of him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, we'll get to the different uh, guests that we think would be good on the show here in a little bit, but uh, later on, yeah. I just feel like. Uh, I think that it gets a little repetitive sometimes, which isn't a bad thing per se, because I mean, the people that he has on, um, on a regular basis are all really good on the show, but, uh, I think you could get maybe a little more diverse there. That's my opinion. Damn it. Sinjin. All right. Let's, well, uh, I was, just, I was just curious. Let's touch on, uh, how we feel about the, the hosts on the show right now. Obviously Watson left the show, uh, this year. And now we've got kind of a four rotating hosts. You got, uh, DV, Ping, Berluti, and, um, Mike Mason. And uh, I think I'll speak for all of us here, but I think it, it's a good variety. Obviously, Sinjin doesn't like Berluti because he's a dick. But uh, short of that, I think it's a good. Uh, I think it's a good variety of people, and I think it's been good for the show personally. But we'll touch base uh, with each of you, uh, starting with Sinjin, who doesn't like Berluti. It's not that I don't like him. I don't know him outside of the show. I'm just saying for the show, not a fan. Um, I would like I said him. I'm not a fan of. Obviously, I'm going to say the best is Jimmy, not only because. Uh, hang from his balls, but also because I think I think he's really funny. Uh, I mean, he's just he just uh, says it how it is. Stop right there. Um, I'm talking about I'm talking about rotating hosts. So I'm talking about the four the four guys that come in in, in studio most often. So DV, Ping, Mason, yeah. and Berluti. So that's not Jimmy related. So uh, sorry, those four... I, I, sorry I, all I heard was Jimmy, and then I just I <laughs> yeah, just heard yeah. something else. It's I understandable. Okay, so... so what do you think about how do you feel about Kenny leaving and only being in every you know at random now? And then how do you feel about having four hosts instead of just, you know, Watson? Uh, I wish Watson would have stayed. Um, I wish also that when Watson was in, they would have rotated a four still, like maybe add somebody else in, because I think it's more interesting when there's more people in there. Um, I, I, I don't think the show's ever been the same without Watson. I mean, I love him. I, I wish he would come home. Uh, you know, I, I think he needs to come back. But I am a fan of uh, having the other guys insight, and uh, I wish Ping would be uh, the co-host always. I I love Ping just as much as I love Watson. You're very demanding, so you don't you didn't want Kenny to leave, and you wanted more. So all right, yeah. Uh, Pookie, how do you feel about having Watson leave and having rotating hosts in here? I mean, Mason's obviously great eye candy, and Berluti <laughs> drinks your Guinness uh, out of the fridge. But short of that. Yeah, I love having different guys in. Um, I really like when Berluti's here because I think he's really down to earth and I think he adds something really mellow to the show, which I like. Um, I do miss Kenny, but, um, you know, like someone said earlier, a little Kenny goes a long way. And it got, I think it just got too hard for Kenny with his job and being available every single Monday for the amount of hours that it's required to be available. So I think it's going really good. I think it's going better than Steve thought that it might go when Kenny left. Nash, what do you think? Uh, I think that Kenny was awesome, and um, I'm a, like Sinjin said, I'm a big fan of him. Uh, but I, like you said, the dynamics of it, and he was, you could see where he was getting burned out. I could hear that in the shows, and the lack of passion was definitely, he was mailing it in. Um, but I'm a big fan of Ping. Got a, you got such a dynamic perspective with him. He's a team manager. He's a racer. He worked for Mitch. I mean, he went through all the evolution of post-JMB Stanton area all the way till middle of the last decade. So he's really solid. DV gets a little downtrodden and negative, but that's, that's cool. I like that, but I really don't enjoy DV. I like the stories, but the other part where he just gets really agnostic and nasty, I don't like that. 
Fuck uh, Berlut, love it. Love the testing stories and all that. Uh, Mason's cool, too, because he sees things in a different light. I, I think the, the rotating host works, and if Kenny could slide in there more, Steve could somehow rekindle that and get that get back going. That would really ignite some things. And, of course, Factory Phil needs to come on the show. That's my disclaimer right now. Brad, Brad, do we have a nickname for you, or are we just going to call you Brad? Uh, yeah, Brad's fine, or I kind of just want to be Brad, so you could just want to be Brad. Or somewhere no, else. no, let's just stick to Brad, then. It's a four-letter <laughs> word. Perfect. It'll work. All right, you're out, buddy. All right, yeah. Well, um, first of all, like, DV, really knowledgeable of the sport because, yeah, he was. He started in the 90s, pulled, like, into the GPs as well. So he brings that Euro uh, flavor in, uh, into his into the program. Uh, at times, he is way too honest at times where, uh, like, sometimes I wish he had a, just a little bit more of a filter on uh, some of the, ta- the tangents that he goes on. Um, Berluti, like, has knowledge for days, and I love the way he kind of picks out a couple, like, he'll bring up a, a little bit of a tidbit, tidbit of uh, info that uh, has completely been lost in the years, that uh, intrigues the, the the old school moto fans like myself and uh, and Nash and Blazer. Um, like um, Pookie said, a little bit of Kenny does go a long way. I prefer him in doses, to be honest. If he was able to come in for maybe an hour a show or an hour every couple of shows, just to add a little bit of sandpaper, rattle uh, Steve Cage, because uh, when when Steve gets a little bit too uh, too comfy, then he's not he's not humble Steve anymore. But uh, uh, I'd love to see some uh, some Kenny every once in a while. Ping, obviously hilarious, but I kind of lump him in with Mason, where the two of them don't really uh, they don't focus on the motocross racing as much uh, as the side of the sport. So they're not really up on the the what have yous and and who's going where uh, in terms of the racing side of things. So as far as the the interjection. And the predictions, they're, uh, they're kind of dead wood, but for the most part, both hilarious. Not to backtrack here, but uh, it's become ping faked it for a while, but it's pretty blatantly obvious at this point that he doesn't really follow the current racing or races no. watch them all that often. So does that affect him being on the show? I mean, obviously his knowledge of 90s motocross or, you know, in the, uh, knowledge of the sport in general is obviously great. And I still think he's a good host, but I do think it's a little weird that he is not up on it all what's, what's, what's going on. Oh, I think if he if he is to take on that role as he's going to, um, going to be a, a a host every once in a while, that I think he should make a conscious effort to be up on the sport and 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 know how all that knowledge and whatnot. But uh, he is a bit of a chameleon, and he can kind of morph his way into pretty much any social situation. So uh, even without uh, an extensive amount of current moto knowledge, I think he's highly serviceable. Blazer, what do you think? I like um. Well, like I said earlier, I, I agree that. Uh... A little bit of Kenny goes a long way in that uh, when he's on, he's awesome on the show. Like the the Lasergate episode and stuff, he was he was really on it that night. Um, you can tell sometimes though that he's obviously in a bad mood or whatever. I I don't really enjoy him as much as you know when he's yelling at Steve about jab jabbing or letting out some private information or something. I mean that's the that's the kind of stuff that makes the show compelling to me is all that inside knowledge like you were talking about earlier. And he seems like he's a lot of times trying to shut that down. Um, I think when he comes maybe once a month or every four or five weeks, it's a little better. He seems a little fresher and, and like Nash said, not maybe not as burnt out on it. Um, as far as the new hosts, um, I wasn't sure. Like when Mike Mason, I mean, I know absolutely nothing about freestyle other than, you know, Travis Pastrana knocked himself out 50 times doing flips. And he adds a little bit of a different perspective to it, which actually I find refreshing. It's interesting. Um, the ping stuff, I mean, if he's going to be on the show on a Monday, maybe he might want to try and watch the Monster Cup <laughs> the day before. But 
in general, I love the guy. I think he brings a lot to the show. Um, he could come on every week and not watch the races. I'd still be cool with it. Um, his lack of knowledge is almost, you know, pretty funny, to be truthful. So it's, it's still entertaining. Um, DV, I love DV. He can be a little bit surly, but he's French, and that's the way they are. Um, if you're talking about, like, my favorite, um, I don't know who I'd pick between all of them. I mean, I think they all bring something different to the table, which is cool. When Kenny first said he was going to leave, I, I was like, man, I wasn't sure how this was going to go. You know, I didn't – it was a train wreck with Lindsay at the beginning, and uh, I, I was hoping it wasn't going to go back to that. Um, and I, I really think it has turned out way better than I expected. Uh, you know, as long as these guys can still keep doing it, I think I think Steve should keep rotating them. You know, Baluti, all these guys are awesome, but in different ways. Uh, my 10 cents on Watson is uh, there's a big difference between when he wants to be here and what he provides and when he doesn't want to be here. So I feel like since he's left the show, when he has stopped by, like with Wyndham, um, when he was on the show, he the content he provides is a lot better. He's a lot less of a dick. Um, with the interruptions and whatnot. And uh, I think he's great. I, you, it's one of those things you kind of forget about when he's on the show until you go back and listen to something that was older. And uh, his opinion and insight and, uh, you know, the history he has in the sport, it, it, it is pretty funny, some of the things he comes up with. But uh, I think less is more, Kenny, like Pookie said earlier, it, uh, I think the situation now where he stops by every so often has worked out pretty well. I'm actually surprised with how much he's come back since he left, though. Because a couple of yeah. times he's asked to come back. If yeah. he could come back yeah. in. Yeah, I, I honestly didn't think he was going to come back on. I thought he was. I thought it would definitely be a long time, but I think that speaks a lot about him missing it and, and enjoying it. I mean, he's got a lot what of. What are the chances? What are the chances Kenny, uh, Kenny listens to this? Oh, he doesn't. Uh, oh, Less listens to this? Zero. I say hi. You think so? Yeah. No. I do. I don't, who knows with Peter? Oh, you listen yeah, to You never sure. know with that guy, Probably. but I think so. All right, so moving on to the show <laughs> segments. Uh, the show is kind of broken out into we got tweeted tits, X brand, we got the banging bars, which you guys kind of already weighed in on. Thinks maybe we need some rebranding of the banging bars in Fab segment. Um, short of that, we also got emails, voicemails, and we got tits versus tits. Um, you guys like all this? You know, don't bother banging on the bars anymore because we already talked about that. But uh, what do you think of the other show segments? Um, you have ideas for new segments. You like the ones that we have? Uh, we obviously have a huge problem here with the, the tits versus tits with. One of one set of tits leaving, which I don't even want to talk about. But um, uh, and then we also have JT, who's on the show every week. Who I don't JT think I don't is. think anybody will complain about that. But uh, we should also touch on uh, how JT impacts the show. You know, he he's kind of a cornerstone at this point, obviously. And uh, I don't think I don't you don't hear many complaints about him. But uh, go ahead, Nash. You were speaking up. No, I just said JT. Really, by him coming in was a perfect uh, blessing, if you would. Timing. With Kenny leaving and JT coming on, he is really unique, got a great personality, his you, knowledge. What are you is, talking about? JT's always been on. No, no, meaning on point. When I say on, on point. Oh, so on all these point. other, the last couple of years he wasn't on point, now he is? No, come on now. <laughs> Just busting your balls. All right, go ahead. I know. Now, he, he, Tough we, crowd. I like, yeah, it is. It's gnarly Blazer. It's good, though. Uh, his addition to the show is very solid. Very, very consistently very, very solid. And it's... It fills in a gap. Like I'm excited to see where, who, if, who, and when replaces tits. I bet it will be hopefully something like that. All right, show segments. Back on topic. Uh, show segments that need to be added. Definitely some kind of prediction. And uh, you know, top five mandatory. Uh, that and there needs to be a penalty for the rapid failure 
There has to be either do a shot of Jägermeister, <laughs> throw $20 in the kitty. No, There's gotta that's be my something favorite. For not hitting the 15 seconds. Oh, Which for the boot? X brand. I thought you were just saying for us goofing on rapid fire because I love it. It's so, so funny to me every time. Oh, when, when people say rapid fire, I'm, I laugh <laughs> in my garage. I'm sure everybody does. So. All right. Um, uh, how about uh, Blazer? There we go. Blazer. I can get the words out of my mouth. <laughs> Actually, um, I like the uh, the rapid fire, and I, I don't really mind that they um, don't have a penalty. I mean, I, I'm kind of entertained when they buzz JT, and he just keeps on rambling for another minute or two, waffling back and forth. I don't. I mean, I don't think that's a big problem. Um, I do obviously like the trivia stuff. Um, it, it is a question. I think it would be nice if we could figure out some way to continue that because I enjoy when Pookie uh, dices it out with uh, Peter there. Although we'll have to find somebody else to. Uh, fill in that gap. Um, the other segments on the show, I mean, like I said, like, we already touched on the bang of bars. Really the only one that I don't really love. Everything else, I mean, emails, sometimes they're good, sometimes they're stupid. Voicemails are probably entertaining about 10% of the time, but it's still good to get the feedback from people. So I think he, that's an important segment to have in there. I think one of the huge advantages of the show is, unless you're an idiot, you can either send a tweet, an email, a voicemail, like, if you have a decent question and you really want it answered, like, and you, if you're consistent or persistent, rather, there's no way you can't get your question answered on this show. So I think that's pretty cool that you have this, uh, you know, you have a, a situation where you, you know, you can find out something about your sport if you want, if you're just persistent enough about it. You have enough ways. If you're not comfortable calling in, you can send an email or, you know, a tweet. It's, uh, you know, that's it's pretty neat that you have a different, uh, lots of different, avenues to get your question answered um let's see here go to brad what do you think all right well for uh, for new segments um one of the ideas i had was possibly some sort of a tech tips uh idea i know we like we've been there's been talk on the other uh round tables about getting more uh mechanics in and i guess we always have a mechanic uh in studio with uh, with steve so just a, like a little trick of the trade sort of uh like an easy way to get a couple extra horsepower out of the bike some of the Maybe even a tidbit of like um, what you might be feeling if your bike's not performing well. A lot of people don't really know if their bike's not performing well because they don't know the characteristics to be looking for. One of the ways I thought to replace or um, kind of change the uh, tits first tits is uh, when we have Pookie come on, uh, have a uh, a caller, and the first caller in does does that exact um, uh, trivia. Uh, challenge with her, and the winner of that uh, gets some sort of a, a Pulsamex prize pack. And if if uh, if Pookie wins, then uh, Steve has to take her out for dinner. <laughs> I like, I like that, that idea. Like yeah. me against and, the caller. Uh, yeah, and also there uh, there could be just um, uh, just a head to head, like a different, completely different um, segment altogether, where we have two callers call in for a trivia contest. Uh, I have no problem coming up with some questions. Uh, I do pretty much every week and send them in anyway. So. Um, yeah, it would be it'd be pretty cool to see a couple of couple of fans of the show uh, square off and uh, see who knows what what. The only downside there is you, they're not writing the questions down. They have to you'd have to like shut them out, which I mean uh, you take the good with the bad. So I'm sure you can make yeah, it work true. in some that's aspect. But um, uh, where are you at on this? Engine? Are you still awake? Yeah, I am. Uh, sorry. Um, so uh, you know, putting making new segments uh, that's kind of a difficult task to do because I feel like so many would just bomb. Uh, I, as well with Brad, I, I agree with the tech tip. Uh, another one, I don't know how this would work, but 
maybe have a, you know, a caller if they're having problems with something. I think Brad touched on it. You know, maybe they call in, say, you know, ask for advice, like something isn't working well. Do you know what it could be? You know, maybe something like that, but that's kind of, kind of hard to do. Um, like, girlfriend, not, like girlfriend advice or what kind of advice are you looking for here? No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. Like bike advice. Oh, like, okay. you know, something's not right with the motor or whatever, whatever. Uh, but like I said, that's kind of hard to do over the phone. Um, tits versus tits, man, when those questions get asked, I, I cringe because I know that neither of them know it. And it's, it's just really, sometimes it just drags on too much, you know, like when they both don't know it, it's just really, it's hard to listen to. But what about um, when I beat Georgia? That's the best part. What? What about you when I lucky. beat Georgia? You got lucky. Dude, she didn't <laughs> even know who Showtime was. Uh, well, you know what? She doesn't oh, know she, much about American Motorcross. Okay, what if that's No, we asked her Showtime oh, before oh, to see it? what she knew, and she didn't know who it was. And I was like, oh, I got her all day long. Sinjin, everyone loves yeah, tits for its tits, so. <laughs> yeah, I, all I'm saying is it, it drags on maybe a best out of five or whatever it is. Maybe it should be best out of three because. Yeah, we got to clip it. It is a little it drags usually on it's too first much. to five, and that's that's what takes. It's you a on. little unstructured sometimes. The problem, yeah, it's like, well, how many have we done, and who's exactly. what number are you at? And that's a good point. Um, and on the tech tips you guys were talking about, Steve always blows those off like eh, nobody really cares. But I think that like just very simple things. Um, I think people do care. Like I think you know I don't want the whole show to be about you know I don't want this to be MXA. I don't want to hear all about two strokes, but. Um, I think there's like very simple things you could talk about that I would find interesting. And I, uh, you know, I only write a couple times a year, but, um, I still think there's enough listeners that, uh, if you made a short segment about some sort of general bike maintenance or, uh, yeah, just setting up, uh, for your bike for a mud race or a sand race or where it's dry and slick. Like some guys go to like their, their track at home is never groomed. So how do I set my bike up to go fast? Yeah, totally agree. Uh, did I miss anybody? Nash? No, you weighed in already. Um, I mean, I think that uh, Steve's, it's not his fault. I mean, he's been so immersed in the, the business and the industry for so long that, like, you guys are, I think that there's a, uh, a solid consensus here that, you know, some, some information that would pe- most people in the industry would blow off, like, do you guys don't know that? Yeah, we don't. We don't know that, and that would be a cool thing to share. But at the same time, like you said, Moser, definitely don't want an MXA, uh, you know, how-to video. And, I, and Brad's not saying that. I, I'm hearing what he's suggesting. No, I agree. Um, um, I, I just think anytime Pookie comes on the show, it's really cool. And I'm not saying that because she's sitting here on the phone. I've, sure. She's got a great radio voice. And uh, the, the the thing with tits versus tits that works so good is they're evenly matched with their motor knowledge. That's what makes tits versus tits work well. So if we had a calling component, I don't know how we would go about doing it, but it, it wouldn't be fair to you know put it. It would be cool, for example, to have somebody with Tony's knowledge. I mean, Tony knows a lot, and he's awesome and he provides so much for us all uh, but you wouldn't want to have a noob go against blazer because that would just be ugly so uh i think that whoever the new host is got some big shoes to fill. and the other thing i just thought about was hart could be a really good host it would be hard to get him his schedule's intense but his perspective's got to be pretty cool well, he's uh, not in vegas anymore so if you get him he's going to be here for uh, like a conference or a show or something so um, yeah the shocker exactly. shocker being on the Pulmex show on a regular basis and going to be high on his priority list. One thing yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah, yeah. One thing I'm surprised nobody else mentioned was uh, I miss Paul's podium or Kenny's corner, <laughs> where they oh. tell it, where they tell a story about you know you name off a couple people, um, and they you know just basically tell a story about them. Um, that's one thing I do miss from the older that, shows. I don't know. That if, would be the number one thing that I would have bring back, except repackage it in a way that would be applicable yeah. for 
anybody and everybody in the studio. I don't know if we could get Steve to do it or maybe JT. JT can be weird about telling old stories sometimes. He's, I think he's super worried about offending people or something. But Very secretive. Yeah, for sure. But Unless it's J-Law. Yeah, unless it's J-Law. Hookers Dude, and blow. the J-Law bachelor party <laughs> or the J-Law championship party stories are insane. Uh, exactly. Like, I love hearing those old stories, so I feel like there's a way we could uh, – bring that back in, in some aspect with somebody to tell, you know, name somebody or a couple of people at least to tell some old stories. It, it, what do you think like when that was happening, though? It, it was really hard to make new names every week. I think it should be maybe a once-a-month thing. I agree it was really good. I thought it was really funny, but it's really hard to keep it up-to-date every single week and not repeat names. Uh, well, so I think that's the biggest concern with that. And, and also – I agree. I think JT and them, they don't want to lay it on the line. They don't want to just blast someone out of the water, which I, I guess I understand. But, fuck, if you do it, expect for people to talk about it, you know? Like, I think they should just blow them out. Who cares? Well, I mean, we all have stories we can't talk about, but it doesn't mean you don't have funny ones that uh, you can't talk about that are appropriate. And, uh, I mean, Steve uh, always says that, too, what, what's appropriate to tell on the show. So I don't know. Any, anything I do, people could talk about it all day. People can blow me out. I wouldn't care. Not if you don't want to be sued by Subway. So, uh, <laughs> right, moving on to hey, uh, how about go- hey, I, I got a question right, pardon go me ahead, for Nash. interrupting you Ted, uh, Corey uh, that's your first laser, wor- that's your first warning Nash what's that I, I'm just, I drank so much vodka. I said that's your first warning I'm just kidding but go ahead um, Blazer what do you think about you know anytime you look through an old MXA or a dirt bike and, and I would be interested to hear your comment because you're, you're going through so much content all the time doesn't it want to that, that's how we could obtain the names because Sinjin's right Getting new names is rough, but Pookie, surrounded by you guys right now, is an endless supply of vintage MXAs from, you know, turn the decade that just passed or mid-90s or even earlier. So that's the source. Well, the names are, you know. The names are relative to who you're asking the stories from. So, I mean, uh, with JT, you would ask different names for, like, you would Steve. You know, obviously you want to ask names uh, about, you know, people that they worked for a long time ago. Uh, and sometimes uh, I remember Kenny saying he just didn't have a good story about somebody. Yeah. Or it was one he didn't want to tell. Or, yeah, he didn't want to say anything about hey, them. Hey, Pookie, what's the time frame for most guests when they arrive at the house to when the show goes on? 15 minutes, half hour? What, what kind of time frame? For the have? hosts, usually probably about 15 minutes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for okay. everybody. Right, well, I was not, just thinking if somebody was up in it, not because Steve's got way too much on his plate, and obviously you're managing the house and the dogs and everything. But if the co-host could flip through the magazines and click a name off of a mechanic or a rider, just jar something that would be like, oh, that'd be kind of cool, you know. Right, basically, and, we're going to make this segment come back. Is basically going to be my personal beautiful. my personal voyage. Um, all right, so moving on to um, hosts. So who has not been on the show that you'd like to hear? Uh, you can start off, Brad. Guests, you mean? Yeah, guests, rather. Sorry. Sorry. Thanks for yes, correcting you have, me there, haven't Kukin. been on the show. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Paul, Paul. Shane Drew. He's, uh, he hasn't been on the show yet. He's the uh, head uh, suspension tech for uh, Honda, like the Honda Sun. He's got absolutely endless uh, moto knowledge. He's actually uh, he's from he's Canadian. He's from not too far away from uh, where I reside, and uh, I know that he would have whole lot to say, and he's got dirt on Steve. So has he never uh, been on that always, before? No, he hasn't been on, and he because helped he get is, Steve yeah, into the U.S. Yeah, he's been knowing Steve for a long time, and he's yeah. you know probably who Steve credits the most with helping him get a job and get into the industry. So yeah, he'd be a great right. host. Or, oh, I just keep saying host, Pookie. I don't know I mean, why. Guess. He'd be a great guest. Iced tea there you have in your hand. It's Coke. Um, Brad, what about uh, in studio guest or yeah guest? 
in studio guest that hasn't been ooh um um it's obvious Mar- know, Marvin Muskan cuz uh he's uh, he's always got um he's energetic about the sport and i think that uh if uh, if he he if you uh, him and maybe his girlfriend came in for a uh a Valentine's Day uh, show that would be uh, beneficial. It's his wife now, but yeah, he would. I think he'd be. Sure. Yeah, he would be pretty funny. Uh, yep. He's a super likable guy. Uh, Sinjin, where where are you at on people that haven't been on the show before? Uh, we'll touch on the Muskin real quick. I, I mean, that guy seems like an awesome guy. But having him in the show, uh, I mean, his English. Don't get me wrong; it's, it's really good for how long he's been here. I don't know if it'd be too amazing for the show. I don't know if he would get sarcasm so much and everything like that. Uh, just my input. I think he's a great guy, though. Um, who I'd like to see in the show, I mean, this will never happen, but J-Law. I mean, would anyone not love to see J-Law in the show? Like, even just, in, like, call him anything. It would, it would just be amazing. Um, that's not going to ha- happen. Another, season, another, so you can just... I know, but there just has to be a way we can make it happen. No. I mean, we give him enough blowing hookers, he'll come. Yeah, well, uh, that's a good possibility. <laughs> another one that I'd love to... See, I'm just un- unrealistic. The other one I'd love to see is my boy Dirt Shark. <laughs> you obviously didn't read the email where I said list realistic guests that would come on the show. So all right, if we're you skipping. Want to be honest, I didn't read any of those emails awesome. because we emailed too much. <laughs> all right, so thanks for doing all the prep work here, Sinjin. How about in studio guests? Do you have anybody that would be good in studio that hasn't been in before? Uh, maybe someone else in Jimmy's family. Awesome, great. All right, skipping over to <laughs> skipping over to Blazer. All right, I think. Um, who I'd like to have on the show who hasn't been as a guest. I'd love to have uh, Jean-Michel Bale. I thought the podcast that Steve did with him were, were fascinating. Obviously, it's kind of my wheelhouse there, but um, I always found the guy really interesting because he was so disliked when he was here. Uh, but now you listen to the guy, and he's he's really an interesting fellow. I seems like a real nice guy. He was just misunderstood, I think. And um, I think he's one of those guys that kind of gets a, a raw Kick deal from the current free don't Don't respect how great he was and what he did. How about uh, in-studio guests? I would love to see Jeremy McGrath come in studio. That's another guy. Oh, who, me too. You know, I really look yes. to. and I, yeah, I'm sure you would, Pookie. But, <laughs> um, you know, McGrath is a cool dude. You know, when you talk to him, he's always a nice guy. And uh, I think he'd be great in studio, you know, and he, God knows he has plenty of stories about Havasu and probably tell you some stuff about Watson and stuff. Too. I, I think he'd be great in-studio guest. He used to like McGrath, but I don't want to talk about that. Um, how about you? How about you, Peter? I know you're on your way out. But Jeff, Jeff Emig. I don't want you falling asleep. Over in studio, I'd Jeff like Emig. To see him in studio. How about yeah. somebody just a guest that hasn't been on the phone before? And I know I'm putting you on the spot. You were not included in the email. Uh, Ryan Dungey. Maybe he could come in studio. He's never hasn't been on the show in a long time. Did you see his? Uh, I I know I sent you the I, 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 I sent you his, his Halloween, Halloween costume. His yeah, Halloween costume. I, I think I he's coming out of his show now because of that picture. That was pretty good. I think maybe he's actually loosening up a little bit. I was surprised when I asked that question about who you'd want as a guest. And, like, my list ended up being pretty long of people that haven't been on the show before. What do you... Ever? You, ever, yeah. Like who? i got a whole list here, Pookie. Go well, let's hear I'll, it. I'll share it with you here in a second. Well, Go who's ahead. on your list? You I'm first. writing down what the other people are saying, so I, I can give it to Steve. I'm curious as to what your list is. Well, I had Astafen, and then I found him that we had actually had him on before. And can I, then, can uh, I make one? Can I say something real quick? I just thought yeah. of you know. Uh, you're interrupt, you're interrupting just, me, Sinjin. Go ahead. What? Oh, yeah. Well, sorry. Um, well, you're looking at who you're trying to see. Uh, uh, what I was going to say. Oh, um, you know, maybe sponsors uh, come in studio. Uh, 
like Tech One Design, uh, the guy Jamie who runs that, he's a super cool guy. I know he lives in Nevada. Nympho. Maybe just Nympho? Some, I don't know. Where's he at? Minden. Minden, yeah. Minden. And he's like a super cool guy and knows a lot about Moto. You know, just maybe some of the – I know you guys have had Thomas from NFAB there. Maybe just some of the smaller companies that are sponsoring the show, maybe get their uh, representative in to the studio or on the phone just to, you know, get their input on Moto and why they're in it. Little Donnie in studio would be from FMF would be that epic. would be a good one. Yeah, he'd be a party. He is really great. Uh, so yeah, I had a whole list. Uh, Don Maeda, Swap, uh, Lachine, Eric Johnson. Who's the new uh, RCH team manager? Is Mark Johnson? Mark Johnson would be good on the show. Mitch would be great in studio too if you get him to come in there. I think he's always a wealth of knowledge and and very interesting to listen to. Yeah, that's another. How would he get up the stairs? Not a problem. Yeah. We'll, we'll carry him. We'll carry him. It's no big deal. <laughs> Uh, Beaker, I love him. Beaker from Fox. I don't think he's been on or Dano. Like, they're both pretty big man friends. Uh, I think they'd be good, uh, good calling guests. Uh, Kibby, he's a Geico guy. Which uh, through one of the podcasts, I heard that like he just started out as a mechanic, basically out of Australia, and now he's like Geico's. He used to be Nick Way's mechanic. Yeah, that's what I think. How I heard it, and now he's like Geico's main motor guy, which is you know, you know, as good or better than PC at this point. Which I think he'd be interesting. Uh, we're always talking about the track design, so I think um, whoever – I don't even know who designs the tracks or who, like, the main guy Mark is. Mark Peters? It, would it be Mark Peters I for Supercross? I did, that sounds right. I think, you know, instead of just talking about it all the time, maybe getting them on the show to talk about, you know, the reasoning behind what they do. Obviously, there's – Colin, the that would be hilarious. It would be pretty good. <laughs> I think Jordan Burns from Moto Triple X would be epic. If we could get Kenny in studio <laughs> – and get Jordan Burns on the phone. That one might be a little unrealistic because I don't think Kenny likes him all that much, but, oh, my gosh, it would be hilarious because um, all you ever hear about is how much Jordan Burns still wants to be part of the sport and really isn't, but uh, uh, I think that would be pretty funny. And Let then, me just put a little input on that. Uh, my buddy called Neck, who has the Moto Triple X uh, box fan now. I saw whenever that. He posts- I saw that. Oh, yeah. I watched Shugle this year. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a really cool kid, but uh, whenever he uh, – like post a picture of his bike and maybe the vans in the background. Just for instance, he posted a picture the other day. Jordan Burns goes, nice bike, but look at the Moto Triple X van. Like he just loves it. Yeah, see, I think he'd be funny on the show. Uh, Johnny Louch, which everybody knows, was uh, one of my favorite stories was when he uh, – whose trainer was he? Grant Langston. Yes, Grant Langston trainer and was in a Congo line doing shots like the night before a race. Or His something. wife also runs the Monster Girls. She might be a good one to have on. <laughs> yeah, I think he's interesting. He runs the Rockwell training facility. Um, interesting guy. He's Swisscore's favorite trainer because he trains Brock Tickle. Uh, Ralph Shaheen, I think, would be good on the phone. Uh, they did a podcast once, which I thought I was going to laugh the whole time through, and I actually found it pretty interesting. And I actually had a little bit more respect for Ralph. Towards the end of it, he's core. Was it core? Was that his key phrase at the end of that? <laughs> uh, in studio, I think we got to get Tim Ferry. Tim Ferry's never been in studio. I think it'd be epic. Right. Um, I think Dave Osterman would be hilarious uh, if you could. I mean, he talks too much, but I think he'd be pretty f- interesting. He's worked a lot of different places. You know, I'm have Troy. He's worked for PC, and obviously he's Chad's guy now. So I think he'd be good. Um, Adam Cincerello, because he gets before he gets too big too fast. I'm looking at his jersey right now on the wall, so. I think uh, he'd be good to get in studio um, before he gets too big, too fast. And, you know, we had Han in. We had Osborne in. They were all good in-studio guests. And AC would be right around that. Alan Brown, I think, would be good, too, in-studio. Um, he's known Steve forever. And 
he also apparently knows how to budget correctly, run a team, so, <laughs> and or he's Air frugal. Quotes. He's frugal. So uh, that's my insight, anyways. Any any comments, jerkies? I think that uh, like the more the merrier in terms of in studio guests. I don't think I can think of a single uh, um, show that had more than a more, more than one in studio guest that was that wasn't really really successful. So uh, more the merrier in, in terms of uh, in studio guests. Yeah, and go ahead. I, I have something to add. Uh, what do you guys, I mean, me personally, I'd love it, but I don't know how you older fucks would like uh, having some amateur guys on the on the line. Like, Steve, uh, you know, dipping into the amateur scene a little more. I mean, personally, I would love it more, but what do you guys think? Yeah, I don't know. I would, I would hate it. <laughs> I don't know any of those guys. I know Peter follows the amateur stuff pretty pretty close. What do you think, Peter? But aren't you yeah. curious to know? Uh, I mean, who's coming up? Who like you don't? You guys aren't curious at all. You get, you don't give a shit. No, bro. We all have wife and kids, and it's all we can do to keep up with the information <laughs> right, that's yeah. provided to us. So we don't have time to look at. We're not scouting. We don't have time to scout. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, wife I agree kids, with Mother. Yeah, Once they get their, their pro card, I'll follow them. Until then, I just don't give a dang. Yeah, I mean, it's not that I discredit what they're doing or anything like that. I mean, I have the utmost respect for the amount of money their parents are spending, but um, I just. There's only so so much time in a day, dude. So no, you, you hate amateur kids. It's all good. You hate them. Yeah. I um, know. <laughs> how about theme shows? So we've had uh, obviously the 100 show was the Great Western Bank team. Um, they had the all women show on Valentine's Day. Any other theme show ideas? Uh, what do you got, Blazer? I would love to see uh, 86 Dream Team show. I'd love to see Bailey Johnson and O'Mara in studio. The D- awesome. DMXS awesome. do. Did DMXS do something like that, or maybe they did a Motocross Nation team show once or something? They might have done. I don't think they did one specifically on the 86 team. I don't think they had all three of those guys in studio, but, um, I, I mean, all three, Bailey's awesome. Johnson, you know, not as, not as great of an interview, and O'Meara's a pretty interesting guy. I mean, I, they have so many great stories, and that's such an awesome time in Moto. I would just love to. I mean, personally, you know, it's in my wheelhouse. I'm an old fart, like Trenton said, but it's, uh, it would be very interesting to me. Brad. I think. Yep, nope, sorry, Nash, Brad. Uh, well, um, one of the theme shows, like, it'd be a bit of a one-off thing, but uh, if right around the uh, the break for the uh, uh, the X Games, they're usually looking for a little bit extra material, so if we were to have uh, either in-studio or, like, uh, past champions of the X Games, and then uh, on the line a couple of the athletes who competed in that year's X Games to uh, interject a little bit of uh, knowledge about that, that uh, a lot of uh, us core motocross fans don't really pay too much attention to the um, the freestyle and, and the X Games side of things, so that would be a little bit of uh, info that we might be uh, missing out on, as well as uh, um, just having uh, being able to fill that gap, which is usually a, a somewhat of a bit of a dead show right after, like right in that break. Yeah, they had Nate Ar- and uh, yeah, get the tongue out of my mouth. Um, they had Nate Adams on once uh, around X Games time. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, I think it's a good idea to you know obviously you gotta. The content should be relative to what's going on. Right, uh, and Biker, Biker Sherlock come in for studio. Yeah, big air, bro. <laughs> I guarantee he's doing nothing. <laughs> Nash, Nash, what do you think for segments? You got any, or not segments, but uh, Yeah, I, I think shows. a theme show would be really cool is with the fact that MC and Fro could possibly, I mean, it's a long shot. The guys have intense schedules, but to have both of them in a, uh, on the show just rapping and, and on a, like, and I like what uh, Brad said, on a downtime part of the year. You know, if there's a trade show in Vegas and, you know, depending on what they can do, that would be really neat. Because well, like when no Interbike is know, in uh, Vegas, you can get guys like uh, Brian Lopes and stuff like that to come in because uh, there's a lot of guys who cross-train with uh, cycling to, for motocross. 
Blazer. Yeah. Yes. I, I mean, I, I love Nashville. I, I think I would love to hear those two. Um, especially they had some of the epic battles in the mid '90s, uh, and both Pro and uh, Jeremy, you know, very well spoken. I'm sure they'd have a really great interaction. I'd love to see that. I think so you don't great. have any content. You're just stealing Nash's idea. Well, I, I said I would like to have the Dream <laughs> Team show. Remember? No, well, I'm I mean, if you're, are you talking about what, what kind of dream? Oh, I'm sorry. So we just about need to get Kevin different, and different, David here different dream team. Shape. <laughs> We're talking about me, Godbod, Peter, and Swisscore. Anyways, uh, Sinjin. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I mean, first off, never again the Valentine's show. I mean, I don't really need to hear a bunch of little moto hosts talk about their gossip. I, I really don't need to hear that. <laughs> that was pretty good. Uh, I, think <laughs> a cool, I think a cool, uh, maybe a cool show would be something like uh, – like Moto parents, like Kyle Regal's dad. I mean, he's amazing. Maybe there's other parents out there like him that we could listen to. I mean, he's I, I could listen to him all day. Poopy. Have a nut job show? Poopy. Oh yeah. gosh, a nut job show. Did he just call two guys wives Moto hoes? Yep. Well, I don't Did know. I, hear who, that I don't even remember who they were. It's yet, Sinjin. That's... I'm sure they are Moto hoes. Georgia was on that think, show, Dick. Pretty classy, Sinjin. That's the worst <laughs> oh thing. Oh my he's, god! That's the worst thing he said. I'll show. I think we're doing pretty you don't good like so far. The truth, get the fuck out. <laughs> Pookie theme shows. Any ideas? What do you think? Um, did you like? Did you like the Valentine show? You just glared at me when I said it wasn't that good. Oh, I don't. I was. I was still thinking about Sinjin because I just came back. Yeah, that's understandable. Um, I would like to have Timmy and Nick. Is that a theme? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be like past, in studio, past though. Steve writers. Right. Yeah, that'd be fun. There you go. Um, Nick Nick is very hot and cold. I mean he's he's a crack up when he's on, but when he's off, he's really not that good. Yeah, Sinjin, go back to sucking a dick. <laughs> oh! All right, I'm, about, Later, buddy. I'm about to hang up on the shit. <laughs> I'm just saying that's what Nick Way would say. Mm-hmm. Um my that only thought true. was I think uh a dad show would be cool. I don't know, you didn't wouldn't have to do it on Father's Day, but if you could get like Frank JT's dad on the line. Yes. And then uh Debo's dad, um Denny Stevenson's dad called in when he was on, on the show. He sounded pretty interesting or funny. And then uh, Tony Alessi probably won't come on anymore, but uh, I'm sure you can find another interesting dad. I think that'd be kind of a fun one-off uh, thing, but we've beaten that horse dead. Uh, GoPro. So do you, guys, do you guys watch all the GoPro? What do you think? Yes. It's Show Pro. GoPro. Show Pro. Obby. Show Pro of them? Show Pro. Show Pro. Is that, is that, That's what it's is called. Is it reserved? Is that the little R after it? Show Pro. I thought That's that was what registered. It Peter, why don't we have a Show Pro on you? There's nothing we're seeing over here. I'm, <laughs> Wouldn't it be a show optics on here? What I'm taking, what I'm taking in from my view right now, I think people need to see. <laughs> Definitely. Does anybody not want to see more uh, show pro? Should we have? Uh, we're running out of time here. All right. Sinjin, GoPro. Yeah. What, what's your inside? Hurry up. We're gonna have to speed this along a little bit. Uh, I, I like it. I mean, I would. I think it'd be cool to have a, maybe the whole show broadcasted live. And I'd right, that's love to good. see what. I'd love to see what Tits is doing in that corner, maybe jacking off. All right, so we need more cameras is what you're saying. Yeah, correct. I, okay. I have started doing a live stream. I don't know if you noticed that or not. I don't have I that app. That's a lot of work to it's download. It's free. It. We hey, need less hey, guess of what? Pookie Tits? on the show pro without her knowledge beforehand, though. Tits, you're leaving the show, so your opinion were kind of not <laughs> – I don't know how important it is. I, th- I think that it would be very important, actually. I agree, and actually, you know, ironically, you're next on my list of topics. So, oh, great. <laughs> hang on to your your whatever. What are you? I'll be gym here. shorts. Hang on to your yeah. gym shorts and flip flops over there. <laughs> um, so more GoPro, Blazer. What do you think about these GoPro or Show Pros? Sorry, Peter. Thank you. If yeah, if it's 
looks like an interesting segment they show. Um, I'll watch it. I mean, I, I do agree that uh, the whole episode should be streamed eventually. I'm sure there's bandwidth concerns and everything else there, but uh, it's, so it's pretty compelling actually being there in studio and watching it live brings a whole different feel to the interactions between everybody versus just listening. All the know, sexual innuendos that Tits is doing at me yeah. across the booth. There's a lot of stuff going on you don't pick up with hand gestures and face, you know, gestures between everybody and stuff. It's it's It just makes the show more um, rich, I guess, when you can see a little more what's going on, you know? Should there be more, should we pour more cli- pull more clips per week? Is one enough? Is one too many? Are we pulling bad more. ones? Personally, I wish you'd put a video archive of the whole thing up. All right, well, know, every week, baby, go back and watch it. Space. Baby steps, bro. Well, I hear, I realize that. I'll use that in my opinion. That's it. All right, Brad, where are you at on this uh, show, well, I, I think there should be minimum about uh, three little snippets of uh, of the show, um, about two or three minutes long, and one of them for sure uh, on looking at Steve when uh, they're listening to the voicemails, because I've got to imagine there's some eye rolling and some like some funny faces going on. Uh, during that segment, so uh, yeah, that's my that's my two cents. Pookie, what are you, where are you on the show? I pro really stuff? wish there would have been a show pro on Steve when he was laughing at the big air oh, thing. Yeah. He was laughing so hard. Oh, I bet he's supposed to. <laughs> we've talked about it, he's supposed to get another camera. I don't know why he hasn't done it. Literally, I'm sitting here. I'm looking at three GoPros. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't know what There's the problem no is here. He was supposed to set one up so yeah. one faces towards the guest, one faces towards him, or one put up on yeah. the wall or something like that. Uh, yes, yeah. just... I brought one down with me for tomorrow night show, and I'm looking at three. So I think we we can probably get some more angles covered here. <laughs> We'll no make it happen. Why we can't, yeah. I think I don't know why we can just spin this into more sponsorship stuff, like Show Pro sponsored by Peter Legendary, or yeah. I mean Brad. Brad could sponsor a Show Pro moment. Sure, why not? All right, what else we got here? The exchange rate. Got to go through my notes here. Oh yeah, that would be way too expensive Canadian. It's like twenty bucks. Look at my notes here. One second, I'm just looking at this facts. Great radio, bro. Look at my facts. All right. Great radio, bro. Thanks for listening to the Roundtable 3.0 show. Now for uh, some commercials. Hey, this is Eli Tomac. I ride for Geico Honda. You're listening to the Pulp MX Show. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support a sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX. When placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Hey everyone, Trey Kennard here. I wanted to tell you about one of my favorite products, Fly Racing's Light Hydrogen Racewear. With direct input from Andrew Short and I, the Fly Design Department created the first true, lightweight, minimalist pant and jersey design for pure racing performance. This gear eliminates non-essential features, such as rubber TPR badging, and uses stretch materials for the ultimate race pant and jersey combo. The light hydrogen pant is the lightest, most breathable, and non-restrictive pant I have ever worn. To complete my gear combo, I chose Fly Racing's minimalist light race glove and F2 carbon helmet for a complete race-ready setup. For more information about the light hydrogen racewear and other products from Fly Racing, Visit them on the web at flyracing.com. 
NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB Nerf steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All and fab products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. You've tried other neck braces, but have you ever tried the one that's flexible? The revolutionary family of Atlas braces are the world's first flexible family of neck braces on the market. Designed to retain natural body mobility and range of motion. Gone are the days of wearing bulky neck protection that restricts your movement. The Atlas Brace family is fully adjustable and unique features like dual chest and back supports, independent chest suspension, a flexible split frame design, and a -a one-of-a-kind emergency release system set the Atlas Brace family apart from others. And our championship-winning athletes Ryan Filippoto, Jeremy McGrath, and Jake Weimer agree. You may have tried a neck brace, but you haven't experienced an Atlas Brace. It's 2013, and X-Brand is prepped for our biggest year yet. Racers of all calibers are getting wise and switching to X-Brand. Guys like Jimmy Albertson, Josh Strang, Les Smith, Bobby Canary, Austin Politelli, and many more agree. X-Brand can't be beat when it comes to superior foam, a comfortable frame, and simple optics that just plain work. Available in multiple flavors with all the options you need, like zip-offs, laminates, lenses, and nose guards. So head over to EKSBrand.com to order now and use the discount code PULPSHOW13 for an insane 30% off. X-Brand goggles. Hey guys, thank you for listening to the Pulpamec Show. And uh, one of our sponsors, Race Tech, is on board with us and we're pumped to have them. Did you know that I was a mechanic for a long, long time? You did? Have I talked about it? Summercross? Mount Morris 2000? Anyways... Don't do what I did, which was becoming a mechanic and not knowing anything and trying to learn. No, no, no. Our friends at Racetech have made it easy for you to step right into the field of being a professional mechanic, a professional suspension tuner, anything you want. There's more and more teams all the time in the pits, and they need people like that. They don't need people like me back in the day. They need people like you that take a Racetech class taught by Paul Feed himself. If you're a dad or a do-it-yourself or looking for your knowledge to be your own suspension tuner, this is perfect. Taught by Paul Feed, 30 years of experience in suspension tuning. He'll show you the black art of suspension. Don't listen to me, listen to Paul Feed. He's got these seminars, he's been doing them for a long, long time. And if you listen to my podcast I did with him on Racer X, check the archives, you can hear it for yourself. Paul's a smart guy. And his classes, his seminars will help you become a much smarter person, and therefore be able to get a better job than the one I had, where I was on the floor of a box van for years and years. So please, check them out. Their classes each spring and fall at Racetech headquarters in Corona, California. 
Log on to Racetech.com or give them a call at 951-279-6655. Get smart. There are dozens of helmet brands on the shelf at your local dealer. How do you decide which is the right one for you? With over 50 years experience, Showy delivers a premium helmet with quality that is second to none. Many of our competitors rely on overseas manufacturers who they hope will build the helmets to their specifications. Every helmet that bears the iconic Showy Hexagon undergoes a minimum of seven inspections throughout its week-long manufacturing process in one of our two factories located in Japan. Showy's sole focus on premium helmet engineering and manufacturing guarantee you the highest quality and performance available. Stop by your local showy dealer and see why team riders like Kevin Windham, Justin Barsha, Josh Grant, and Michael Essie demand showy's premium level of comfort, safety, and performance. Showy, 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 showy. In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000 square foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where, proudly, everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF than winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us, so thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. Brop, the sound of acceleration. Influenced by riders, racers, and outdoor enthusiasts on the tracks and trails of Colorado, the revolutionary Brop formula was created as a solution to energize with clean and natural foods. The Brop Nutrition Bar is a superior food that delivers energy-infused nutrients and protein to meet the demands of today's toughest athletes. Used by top racers like Kevin Windham, David Pingree, Jimmy Albertson, and many more, Brop Nutrition Bars use high-quality natural ingredients no preservatives and are gluten and soy free. Available in four delicious flavors, honey graham, chocolate chip cranberry, and blueberry. Order now by going to www.bropbar.com or call toll-free at 1-855-8-BROP today. Mention Pulp MX and receive free shipping on your first order of two or more boxes. Like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Brop Nutrition now. Brop Nutrition Bars, accelerate your body and mind. your bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Lessie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners a 15% discount off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike. 
Get ready, America, because WUSA is your number one source for quality wheel sets in America. WUSA offers all the top brands that you and the world's best racers know and trust, like Reed, Dungey, Millsaps, Tickle, Sealy, Short, and more. All rely on Trust WUSA, because all our wheels are built right in our shop in Orange, California. And if you want it custom-made for your bike, like the world's best freestyle riders, Renner, Deacon, Adams, Madison, Mason, Sherwood, and others, you can choose different spoke and nipple colors for a completely custom look that'll dazzle you. Off-road riding, WUSA can build you wheels for the absolute toughest of conditions. And W also offers DID and Excel rims, along with OEM replacement spoke and nipple kits for your stock hubs. Need brakes? W offers the industry's best oversized and standard brake kits from Galfer and Brembo. Just see your local dealer or visit us at WUSA.com. Hey, you can also download the most current W catalog from the iTunes App Store. WUSA, D-U-B-Y-A, USA. It doesn't get any better than us. All right, tits. Yeah. I didn't want to talk about this, and I promised I wouldn't cry, but I don't know if people realize it or not, but you're actually leaving the show. So I don't know if they think we're joking during the week, but you were, you, this is going to happen. So how do we replace you? Um, I'm directing that question at you, and I'm putting you on the spot. How, and you broke my heart. How, well, I don't know how deep into this you want to go, but yes, I am, I've I got am like, leaving. I've Initially, got... I had said that there was a chance I would, but I wasn't sure. And yeah. then Steve was just running with it, and then over time, actually developed into yes. Regardless, I, I, I am leaving. You're leaving. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. Right? How do you replace me? I think it would be fun if you found uh, local uh, super fans and brought them in, and did little tryouts, and they could sit here and see how well you know, see how much they geek out or don't geek out, or no. you know, how creepy they are. I don't know how you can't not have a contest. I besides, suggested that too. Besides the fact that poor Pookie has to have. Scary stalker <laughs> super fans who, in her who house. Know, who know where they live. Fifty right. feet from her bedroom. <laughs> Short of that. Short of that, I think. Where's like, Chubbs? Where's Chubbs? I don't Chunks. know. Chunks. Chunks. I, I think he. I that think sounds like a Chunks, train wreck. Chunks right got upset and uh, realized that we were making fun of him. Uh, yeah, I don't know Kinda how like you cute. don't have a. So, correct me if I'm wrong here, Peter. Tits rather, but uh, your job description. If you had to like write up your own, like, if you had to replace yourself, it's. Mm. Maybe not in this order, but call screener. Yes. I think it's probably the most important thing you do. That's, yeah. And then tweeted tits is probably okay. one of, you know, it's fairly it's, important. It's, it's up there. And then drops, sound drops. I, I would say not drops. I would say show segments. Because okay. I, I, I tried to do drops, and I realized that I just really sucked at it. So does so, Steve do so the drops? He does. Steve does most of them, actually. Okay, so when I complain about drops, I need to... Yeah, point those at Steve. I'd say probably okay. 80% of the time that's Steve. I think he wants to. Peter to be able to do more, but having sat in that chair and done that job, it really is it really is harder than it would seem. Am I missing something on the job description, Pookie? What do you think? You've sat I, there. I, no. You, one thing that no one sees is Steve and I are chatting back and forth, and I am yeah. doing some, I'm going to use the word producing lightly, but I am still trying to keep things on track and say, hey, you know, commercials coming up, or these are the segments we have left, or, or we were whatever. supposed to call somebody at this time. It's that time, right? Right. So, I mean, you're calling the people ahead of time to get them on the line. Before just on just the show. when when we agree that it's time, he'll say, sure. "Okay, we're ready now." Then I'll call and and whatnot. Yeah, you're so talented. I got it. I'm very talented. People right. don't. A lot of people don't know. Well, something else Steve likes to do is, "Hey, uh, yeah, the fifth caller right now. Caller right now. Something's up." You know, Peter, what about this? And then yeah. you're like, but I'm waiting for the fifth caller. <laughs> yeah. 
for me, that throws me off. I'm the, like, don't the, do that to me. It's funny because sometimes it's the, the numbers of it's like, yeah, 11th caller. It's like, well, we have five callers that are right now. I'm waiting for 11. Finally, I just give up and say, okay, next caller comes in. They're not actually the 11th caller, but no one else knows. So that's okay. Truth comes out. Mm-hmm. Right, Blazer, if you had to replace tits, who, who do you want to replace them with? Who's your perfect tits? Wow, that's a perfect fit. Um, tits. I, I mean, I think the, the important thing is that uh, whoever it is works well with Steve. Because the good thing about uh, Peter is he's, he's very low-key. He's not uh, over-the-top and boisterous because Steve can be kind of... Uh, a dick? Uh, enthusiastic. Well, okay. he can be a dick, especially if somebody asks a dumb question. Um, I, I think it's important to have somebody that is not too much of a super fan in... in uh, gets geeked out by the guests and everything else. I think that the cool thing about Peter is he seems kind of uh, immune to that. You know, he may be a fan of, of Dungeon or whoever else, but I don't think he lets it interfere with his job, you know. Do you want them to be more of a fan of Moto than, than Tits or less? Well, I, I, I don't know if less. you can be less. You think less? I, you know what's funny? Personally, to be a call screener, I don't think you need it. He needs to focus on his job, not not – you know, chatting up the guests or whatever, you know? Well, my 10 cents is that Tits has grown into, like, he will he'll surprise you with moto knowledge every now and again or inside from watching a race. And he's also really good at uh, at random, just throwing back stuff at Steve about, he'll chime in when you least suspect it about some sort of insight about the sport or yeah. something that happened. But go ahead, Peter. I think, exactly. I think that people, Steve likes to, to talk, and, and I don't have a problem with it, like to make things seem like I have no idea what's going on or or um, that I don't follow the sport. But moto is actually the only sport that I do follow. I don't watch baseball or basketball or football or hockey or anything. This is this is all I do. And so I, you know, I just think it's funny. It's like finding a, a fan of the sport. And it's like, obviously, I, I don't study the sport, but this is all I got. Sinjin, what do you think? Uh I ho- I just hope it's really not somebody that's a big fan. I mean, <clears throat> the thing that's good about Peter is I think when, you know, people like Millsaps calls in, he doesn't know who the fuck they are, and that's who I, I would like it to be. He calls him David. You know, oh, I- my gosh. <laughs> I called him Davey. I know better than that. You dirty, yeah, exactly. You dirty dog. Oh, hello, David. Um, so, you know, I-, I think it's better to have someone that doesn't know much about Moto. Um, I don't really know who would be the best fit. Maybe Gigi. I don't know. I'm looking at a Pedersen jersey that she put on right now. I'm not even know what to say about that. Uh, Brad, what do you think? Oh uh, well, I think that uh, I would prefer that uh, the the next um, uh, producer would have uh, some extensive moto knowledge that they could uh, almost be like a uh, a secondary co-host to interject every once in a while to uh, add a little bit of uh, insight here and there. Which sits actually from the beginning of what I've been listening to now. Basically, night and day, he actually has not only is able to jump in at uh, some opportune times to offer a little bit of uh, his own opinion, but he's also uh, has obtained enough moto opinion that uh, it actually matters. If needed, he can definitely carry the show by himself. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Just, not at all, just but just uh, um, I agree with no, you, Brad. I think I'm just it would be beneficial to have uh, <laughs> someone who, um, like we said, someone who doesn't get uh, that starstruck, who more or less realizes that these motocross superstars are, in fact, just regular human beings who happen to make their uh, living uh, racing a dirt bike. And, um, yeah, basically um, the, the, the new, co- or the new uh, producer should be um, about six foot one, living in Canada right now. <laughs> you're, are you transplanting into Vegas soon? Is that what you're saying? If I can find a bricklaying job down there, I am there tomorrow. I know a guy that pours concrete. 
Um, oh, there you go. Construction going I, can, I can finish concrete. I know a guy. Uh, Pookie, you, this is somebody who's going to have to be in your house every Monday night. What, uh, what are you, who are you looking for? Girl, guy? Good what hygiene. I mean? uh, definitely good hygiene. Must love dogs. Must love <laughs> dogs. Must love dogs. Must love dogs. Because, yeah. I do love those dogs. <laughs> um, no, I'm fine with anybody as long as they get along with Steve and as long as they're reliable and can keep up. I mean, I think Peter's done a really good job, and I think that, you know, he does let things roll off his back, which is good. And I know that part of the reason why Steve doesn't want me to do it is because he does want somebody that he can, you know, play off of and, you know, give some shit to. And, you know, he doesn't necessarily want to do that to me. So, For the record, I think you'd be great at it, but you just mentioned a great point that where, you know, Steve loves to give whoever the call screener uh you know a hard time which is great for the show and i mean above all else above all else for the good of the show is what matters those, mm-hmm. those are steve's words so and i think it's great for the show and i think uh tits developed a thick skin over time um so I, as much as i think you'd be great at pookie i, I think you you know it's a good point where plus i'm busy that's right <laughs> nash what do you think i, I got to i'll tell you what i've been once the reality of tits leaving really set in, I was, you know, putting some thought into this. And I, it's first of all, it's got to start, obviously, with Steve's posting the thing up on the web. And the fact that you said it, Pook, they're coming into your house. So there needs to be, like, hey, we'll meet at a place. And I'm sure you, got, you and Steve have already talked about that. <laughs> but then once you get down to three candidates, it's got to be like a gong show format. Like, they have to come in. Kenny needs to be there. Ping's pretty sarcastic. So... He'd have to be in there, and if the guys get three gongs or three cowbells yeah, or something, bullets are flying, three gongs, you're out. It's <laughs> flippy clippy, yeah, and the... it's got to be almost like an apprentice. Like if somebody's trying too hard, mm-mm. like it's, that's what makes Tits so perfect. He's got that perfect blend of acting like he doesn't care, which he doesn't on no, some he level. He doesn't trust me. <laughs> I'm watching right you're now. acting oh, this whole time. And then all this of a sudden he'll, very, he'll, very he'll swing back, and it was neat to see the transformation of him. Just by listening week in and week out for three years, where it, there's times where you know you got pissed, and it was it was cool. It's cool. The raw emotion, Steve's raw emotion, Kenny's raw emotion, and then the tits getting unglued every once in a while was good. But it, every, all of us have, have pretty much said the same thing: the person cannot be too knowledgeable and can't be me tooing it all the time. So the, the potential comedic value of having a contest to be tits is. Too, way too high not to, not definitely. To and then, especially with the slow season coming up, yeah, you, you got the perfect venue right now. It's not like we're midstream. I mean, once Anaheim comes, you know, it, nobody's going to jump in and keep doing what Pete does. But the person's got to be locked and loaded by that point. What about tweeted tits? So if we don't find a girl to take a spot, do you have to rename the segment? I mean, I'm I don't like change, so I don't like him leaving to begin with. Let alone having to rename a whole segment. I mean, I'm pretty attached to it, so. Unless they find a, a woman to take the tweeted tits segment, I don't know what we're going to do. And she doesn't do. mind being called tits. Yeah, that whole point, <laughs> and that whole thing. That doesn't matter. Does anybody have any anybody have any ideas on how to rename that, or would we just worry about maybe, that when we get there? Maybe you got to wait until the person. You got to wait till the he or she gets on board. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm with you. I love the tweet at tits. That's a great name. But. What was that, Brad? Uh, I I I just no, uh, that was mean. No, sorry, Sunjin, go ahead. I said maybe you know tweet at dick or tweet at taint. Great. Nice. Oh, uh, thanks a lot, Sinjin. Uh, <laughs> really, really good. All right, so uh, moving on to annoyances or irritations. or So what about the show drives you nuts? Like, uh, I'll get all started off with, I'm, I'm sure everybody has on their list, when Steve interrupts somebody mid-story with his own story. 
Interruptosaurus. Yeah. Uh, and I think he's gotten better. It's interruptus. Interruptusaurus. What did I say? I don't even know. No, wanna... no, you had it right. It was yeah. the first time CBD is like, it's the interruptus. Yeah, yeah. I was like, no, I think you're meaning interruptus. And I think he, he knows it at this point, so he's gotten better about it. But he uh, he still will – he can ruin a good story <laughs> not because he he's trying to add to it. It's not – it's nothing he's not trying not to – anyways, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Besides that, what do you guys got? Um, sorry, Brad. Uh, well, for annoyances, um, although I'm Canadian, I am not a fan of the Tragically Hip, and uh, any inclusion of what? them in any type of Pulpamex uh, oh, broadcast is absolutely... Are we, talking about a, are we talking about a song? Oh, the hip are so good. No, sorry. Uh, can't agree with you on that one, Pook. Wow. I'm on your side for the most part, but uh, Tragically Hip is not where we are on a parallel. Um, I do, I do notice that when, uh, when a caller gets nervous, um, which is annoying, but, uh, Steve seems to sometimes make that a little bit worse by kind of rushing them through and someone who's nervous, who's getting rushed, obviously becomes that much more nervous. So uh, if he was to be a little bit more patient, maybe the, uh, caller could spit it out a little quicker. Um, and also when, when Ken interrupts Steve, uh, to drop a complete awkward conversation killer, that is uh, like when you're like there's some certain times when we're like just getting into something that could be uh, a little bit groundbreaking in terms of content for uh, both next show, and all of a sudden Ken just jumps in and says something that is just everyone's just like, oh well, guess that's done. Yeah, exactly. so totally ruins the uh, moment. My point, Blazer. I will uh, second your motion on Steve's gotten a lot better with uh, interrupting the guests. I know, especially if you go back and listen to some of those early podcasts, he's jumping in all the time, so he's gotten a lot better at that. I will say that um, sometimes I think people will ask questions that he may think are obvious or stupid or whatever else. And I, I will say sometimes he's maybe a little uh, a little harsh on the caller or the, uh, with their question. I mean, sometimes, yes, maybe they're obvious to him, but um, I think he might dial that back a little bit. Um, other than that, I think he does a pretty good job of taking the calls. I mean, he could sometimes you get somebody on the phone like a um, – you know, has been or somebody who sounds like they've had a few drinks and maybe clip that a little earlier. But in general, I think he does a good job with that stuff. Sinjin. Uh, three complaints. A, uh, the call screener needs to learn better voices. Uh, people are disguised voice. <laughs> well played. Well played. That's well awesome. Played. Dude, I still <laughs> am amazed. Your GG voice was just <laughs> crazy good. I, I know. I, I've heard some bad things about that. Um, but uh, the other things are uh, – uh, the, the few times people are eating on the mic, I want to just turn off the show because I can't fucking stand it. Um, and then rare. commercials. I don't like commercials. It's mostly Kenny. Well, okay, so we'll you just cancel the commercials. Yeah, we then. won't play the show at all. Maybe like how do you pay, how do you, and next yeah. brand commercials. Those are good, but all, right. all the other ones. You think this thing pays for itself? Nash, where are you at on this stuff? Uh, the only thing that I always found was kind of bizarre was I can always tell when Steve's mind is preoccupied and he's mailing it in while listening to someone talk or uh, either, and I'm not talking about people to call in, I'm talking about sometime mid, mid-show, mid mid-story with the guests or the hosts. And yeah, he's, he's multitasking, like, yeah, okay, you can tell uh, he's not then, paying attention, yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's the only thing I'm like, oh. I mean, I know he's running the show and how hard that is, but if he could be mindful of masking that, if that's possible, and if not, then I'm an idiot and I'll shut up. No, we can probably blame that on the producer not carrying their weight and Steve's yeah, trying to pick fault. up his, exactly. his shortcomings. Pookie, do you have – what about Steve? I have annoyances, not about Steve, but about 
um, fans who attack Steve. Not I'm not talking about what you guys are talking about. I'm talking about like on Twitter when Steve puts out his opinion and he gets back something that's a personal attack against him, but like way over the line. Yeah. And I, I'm a, I consider myself a super fan of the Howard Stern Show. I listen every single day and I listen to all their wrap-up shows. I'm way into it. And I just can't ever think of a time where I would write, because I've emailed the show, I've called into the show. I would never call in or tweet Howard and tell him that he was, you know, a son of a bitch bastard or attack his family or his, you know, his personal self or anything like that. I just don't understand people that do that and then if steve calls them back out on it they'll be like oh hey i was just kidding man yeah like no yeah. uh-uh uh, you're blocked yeah pretty messed <laughs> up <laughs> you gotta i don't know i just i don't understand it i guess people just get keyboard courage or something but it, it happens a lot and it affects me way more than it affects him he doesn't really care but i do I, I think that everyone, cool. I think even the Stern, those people, I'm sure they get it. You just don't hear about it because they get so many tweets, you know. Yeah. I think it's just those people are just more envious, like, I want to be part of this conversation. And I understand that, but, yeah, you shouldn't just blast them out like that because I've seen some of the things that people say to Steve. Says the guy that has been hung up on more than <laughs> any other caller Yeah, ever. but everyone knows that I'm just joking. I, I don't ever go, hey, Steve, you're a fat fuck. Have you not said that? Are you sure? No. Okay. No, I, I, I love Steve. All right, fair enough. Um, only other things I had that you guys didn't have in there was uh, Kenny's fake laugh, which he's done a handful of times, where he, it's just like it's cackling, and it, mm. he's just talking over the top of somebody for no reason. I literally, almost, like, I have to turn the volume down. It's just pointless. I do love how he heads, throws the headset down, though. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> um, the only other thing that's annoying is bad cell service, which I don't have a suggestion or a... I don't have a way to solve the problem because, like, if you're going to take Ryan Villaboto's phone call and he's going to have a shitty cell service, you're going to take the call anyways. A lot of times we try and get a landline if we can, but sometimes that's just not uh, yeah, Exactly. Like I said, this is a grievance of mine, but I don't have a solution. Like, obviously, you always ask for a landline, and they say, yeah, well, that's not going to happen, and you're going to take the, take or make the phone call regardless. But um, it's super annoying when the, the calls drop, you know, several times or you can't make them out half the time. The Stewart one was a good example where he, you know, he kept like cutting out, and then towards the end of it, he realized, or Steve finally said, "Hey, you're cutting out a bunch," and he called back from a better place. So I don't know if it's better to address it earlier. Like I said, I don't have a solution per se. But, yeah, R.J. Uh, Hampshire on the last one was really bad too, ugh. and Steve just let him go. Yeah, and sometimes you just got to move on. And speaking of moving on, so contest show contest, um, they're good and bad, right? I mean. Uh, they're, they're their own beast at this point. Uh, what do you think, Brad, about contests? Do you have a new contest idea? Do you have a criticism or um, constructive criticism or ideas for past contests or new contests? Or What do you think? Well, one of the ideas I had come up with, uh, possibly that uh, we could do a, uh, like two fans come in and, and do the uh, a trivia question. But one of the also I had, um, like Tech One Designs, they do both uh, pit shirts and, uh, and helmet wraps. So if uh, we were, like, we, one of the most successful um, contests that we did was the graphic one because not only was that something that uh, actually got, like, a physically made graphics for people to put on their bikes, but it was also uh, social media goes ballistic on that sort of stuff because kids get their, that graphics, and then they're, they're uploading pictures night and day to show off the, their Pulp MX graphics. Uh, so, um, same thing with the helmet wrap or the, the, the pitch shirt, uh, best one wins. And, uh, Jamie at tech one designs is a stand-up guy and he would, I'm sure he would be able to, uh, 
do some up. He does pretty much anything custom, uh, what you'd want to do. So it's pretty much limitless in terms of what you want to design. And, uh, yeah, he's like, it gets a little bit of fan interaction, gets, uh, gets pens to, to paper to design something and, uh, could result in, uh, something that looks pretty cool. Nash, you won a podcast with, uh, or you got to do a podcast with Steve once through some contest. I think, no, your wife wrote a letter, right? Is it or an email? Uh, and you did it with Weege. Well, so you, you've got some contests inside here. Yeah, I mean, well, that I wrote a letter originally, but yeah, my wife, unbeknownst to me, wrote Steve. Sure. I'm, I, I'm not kidding you. <laughs> I know you're jerking me because you have to, but that's the truth. Um, I think a fan, a fan podcast is tricky, and you know, Steve really went out of limb because you know that could he didn't know me from Adam and that's something that nothing to do with me self-disclosure removed a fan podcast would be tricky because the person would really have to know how to work with the content or else it's going to be really bad there's only one Nash but do you have any other contest ideas or what are your criticism of the contests they've had or we have I like the idea of uh, a shirt or um I like the whole shirt idea, even though the guy that won, it was more like a poster, and that was a great idea. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't have anything. It's got to be – I think we got too many things on the docket to deal with in terms of the show morphing and changing. Once the show gets solidified, then, yes, I, I think that it could be, but I have no answer. So yeah, that's hang up on me you now. Can, no, hang up on me now. All right, hang on. All right, I'm going to hang up on you. Blazer. Um, I think the, the current contest, part of the – entertaining thing about them is they are such train wrecks in general, but uh, one idea I did think is a good one I've heard some other podcasts do is, um, this is pretty easy to do, you're basically just picking a random uh, tweet or some kind of social media thing where um, you ask people to retweet the the show link or something like that to get the word out for it, and then you pick just a random, uh, one of those random retweets to win like a prize pack shirt, hat, something like that. So uh, you're basically trying to build a little groundswell of social media when the show's going there. You can, you know, when he tweets out that stuff right before the show, get everybody to retweet that, and then uh, Peter or whoever's taking his place kind of picks a, a random person that's done that to, to win it every week. Sinjin. Uh, other than the graphics and the T-shirts, which I do like. Um, which you won. The only uh, other you won, suggest- you won graphics, right? What else have you won? The graphics, as in helmet graphics and okay. light graphics. Well, you got bad uh, yeah. graphics. I saw them. It said Sinjin in Subway Colors. Or Sun yeah, that's yeah. Tech One, bro. <laughs> yeah. He um, won? Yeah. Oh, awesome. But they made them, yeah, they made some Pulpmax ones. Or no, no they actually, said Sinjin. He just gave them to me. But, okay, uh, putting that aside. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, the only two other contests I really have, I don't know if even you guys would like the ideas. Um, maybe, I know X-Brand does build a goggle. Maybe the person that builds the coolest goggle wins something. I don't know. Um, because they're pretty customizable, and I've seen some pretty cool ones that people have made. Uh Another one is maybe the most, like, pulp mixed bike. And I know you guys have done pulp mixed graphics on bikes, but maybe, like, a bike with, you know, works connection, uh, perches, FMF pipe, W wheels, like whoever has the most pulp MX sponsored fied bike. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No, I don't get what's What's the prize or you're saying? I don't know what the prize would be. I'm just saying a contest. If you would have the most, pack. like, pulp MX sponsors on their bike, like W wheels, like actual W wheels right, on the yeah, bike. Yeah. I think that's right. already mine because I have Brap Nutrition and uh, X or uh, Free Guns. I don't own either one of those. Brad, you bike. can't. Brad, you can't win a contest before we've had the contest. <laughs> nice try, bro. I win. Um, that's funny because I, I had, tip the pitcher. The pit. Well, the pitcher was one of my was on my list of ideas. I think if you made, I'm all about 
getting things you like unobtainium, like things that you can't buy, I think are the coolest, right? So um, you can't go out and buy a Pulmex cooler, but I have one, so <laughs> it's really cool. Um, so like a, a one off, yeah, exactly. A one off, thanks, mom. Um, a one off pitcher would be cool, or maybe if um, they made like a Pulmex pitcher. I don't, I don't know how well that would do, but. Um, Again, a, like a one, like being able to have a team shirt, which is not something you just go out and buy, would be a pretty cool contest. Um, Sinjin, the X brand goggles was another idea I had, which I'm stealing from you now. Like building a goggle or having, I don't know if making a Pulp Mech strap is realistic, but again, I think yeah, that'd I be, think so. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, I don't know. Swiss I, I, I just think of someone just building a goggle. And what, I need to put one input in real quick. I know Steve is very against this. But I really think he would sell a lot more merchandise if he made the Pulp Mex hats not flex fit. Can't we just have like snapbacks? Snap like, I know you guys are not into that because you're the older generation, but the younger generation, I'm, like, I'm not going to wear a Pulp Mex hat unless it's a snapback or something. All right, well, we're going to skip over what we were talking about, which because I didn't have any more insight other than I think Steve we wants to have a song parody contest. I wanted to put a that what? out there, but we're not sure contest? how well it would go because it's uh, kind of hard to pull off. All right, so the contest, <laughs> all right, so before we close out on this as contest. As long as he doesn't sing, please. <laughs> Yeah, he can't enter. Before we Dude, close, that was, that was the best. The, when Kenny and Mason were listening to the song, and and they were being so gracious, and Kenny just like takes the headset off. He's like, "Dude, I'm out of there." Can we parody his parody? <laughs> right, close it, close it out on the contest already. All right, so. My, my years of my All right, stop. Oh. I will start hanging up. I will hang up on people. I swear to God. Um, so hey, the contest. Closer, I do have one thing. <sighs> I, listen, I think I got the uh, concept for a contest, whether it's a song parody or whatever, but you would win a fan experience with JT or whatever race is near you. That would be a there really cool prize. That's not bad. I mean, um, yeah, I'm sure Steve. Steve's got pulled max money. He could probably pay for the VIP. Dude, he's got internet dollars coming out of his yin yang. So on. my my critiques about the contests are like, um, and the, anyone that's involved money has been for a good cause. They've gone to a charity or donation of some sort. But like, I mean, Mim Mim Life can only win so many contests, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, he's just gonna keep buying these up. So, um, and when you have a contest that doesn't involve money, I feel like the the best contest they've had that was just more talent. Um, it wasn't, you know, related to, well, not talent, rather. So, like, the essay contest, I felt like, was pretty fair. But when they did, when you get into these design, graphic design stuff, like, anyone that's in the graphic design industry has a huge advantage, right? Like, I mean, I'm, I'm coloring in crayons, so that's not really fair. They, they need to base it more off of, like, you know, the likeness of a photo. You can't, you know, make a... Like a, a coloring contest? Literally. Well, I'm just saying, like, it's only... <laughs> It sounds, what about a, sounds uh, a, a photo head. recreation picture? Like, say, take an old photo of MC in the 90s. Uh, do your best to recreate, whether it's, like, uh, sitting beside the, him standing beside his bike or a riding picture right. or even uh, um, just, like, in the pits or something like that. Like, create, like, a, like the J-Law, like, with your mouth open and you got the um, wig on, kind of like the when you from, like, 2008, sort of, something like that. Sounds good, but I mean, I mean my, stop. My critique, my critique is basically, I think that being in studio for a show is like an awesome prize, right? But they need to make it fair that anybody can win, right? You don't have to be a graphic designer to win the prize or to get to sit in studio because it's just not fair. So 
I don't really care what the contest is per se for certain contests. Obviously, the charity ones and stuff are cool. I mean, Mim can win all those. That's awesome. <laughs> um, but they just need to make whatever it is fair enough that anybody can win. I mean, you know, doesn't you know have to discriminate. What was what were you going to say? Was that you, Blazer? Yeah, I was just saying it'd be nice if um, some of the contests were as far as who wins. I know that like with the t-shirt or whatever else it was just a select group of guys within the show that kind of picked it be nice if maybe he put some of those things up on on the pulp mx site and maybe let people vote on it or maybe in the uh, poll like a poll blazer exactly like yeah you bring up a sore subject thing (laughs) number five (laughs) number five (laughs) just like like a poll yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i'd love you blazer i'm I'm just kidding that's okay i you know i'm glad to see tits go but it'd be better than me um I think it'd be cool, yeah, to let people vote on it. I would love to have uh, had a chance to see all that stuff and you know have a little more uh, crowdsourced. I totally uh, agree. Yeah, that's in. a good. Yeah, I don't know why. Uh, there's, there's definitely Peter who's leaving has the technology available that we can vote on the stuff, or Swisscore can make a poll that is rigged and lets Peter yeah. win or something. All right, so moving on, um, we were talking about hats, shirts, all that stuff. So I don't know how you rep your brand, as Way would say, but um, is there any? I know the ninety percent give ninety percent, or we give ninety percent shirts that are currently out for Pulp Max are a high seller. But what are you guys looking for? I think Monkey Wrench sold way better. Monkey than Ra- that. What about uh, Secret Society of Moto? That's my personal favorite. Know. You know who came up with throwing a monkey wrench in the Moto? Susan Sin City. Was it? Yeah. I didn't know that. So, what are you guys looking for if you're going to rep Pulp Max? Are you guys, uh, you name it. What do you, Sinjin? Uh, what do you want? Well, first of all, they should make it, you know, a top a snap, Jimmy, snapback. you know, type of T-shirt, hoodie, something like that. Sinjin, I will like hang I up. In, before, I will hang up on you. I swear to God. Let, listen, like I said before, like I know you guys are all against it, but snapbacks, right. snapback I, hats. I don't I'm know why everyone shits it. on that idea. Like trucker hat snapbacks or what kind of? Just no, like no, no. Those are ugly. Cats. Like snapbacks, right. like a normal snapback, like not with a five dollar trucker thingy hat. thingy in the back. Like the old yeah. starter snapback. Like Nick Way's Nick Way's Mafia Moto Crew hats. A lot of those are snapbacks. I feel like that we should just have a contest and you vote on what the best hat design is. Like, I mean, obviously there can only be so many interpretations of the Pulpmex logo, so it should be pretty simple. That you you do I don't even care about the logo, hat. though. Cool. All I want is a snapback hat. I don't want a fucking flex fit that looks like a truck ramp. All right, all right, all right. Anything else, Sinjin? Is that it? A hat? You just want a hat? Uh, yeah, just some, like, cool hoodies and stuff. You know, maybe, like, 3XLs because I like the big hoodies, like, really big. 3XLs? Uh, yeah, is that cool with your that, age group? What? Yeah. Well, I mean, I like wearing huge stuff, so you know, because I'm a baller. All right, Nash. What do you What do you want? I would see if I don't know what the cost would be, but a Pulp MX goggle strap on an X brand. I mean, I talked to the guys at X brand. They said there's a lot of people that call in and order goggles. Of course, you talk to the guys at X brand and ask them about Pulp Max. This makes perfect sense. Yeah, well, I mean, it does make perfect sense. Like me calling Factory Phil, that made perfect sense. That's on my. That, I've got a question Three. for you later about that. All right, anything else besides the next or uh, Pulp Max uh, goggle strap? Uh, I, mean, I, I think the hats and the stickers. I think Steve does a good job with marketing the brand. But yeah, I buy a goggle. Brad, what do you want? Uh, I think there should be uh, like a baseline shirt, uh, just plain Pulp Max on the front, and then have all the show sponsors on the back, just so that I uh, get the word on the sponsors that do support the show so much. I do like the snapback uh, idea. You can go a lot of different ways with that. Like basically every single, you can go to every single baseball team and uh, completely copy their color schemes and uh, do that as well. Like I know there's a local company that does it. Um, as well as uh, I think it would be cool to have a couple of uh, almost vintage-looking uh, Pulp MX shirts 
that uh, I know I'd be uh, I'd get myself a couple uh, for sure, a couple of different colors, a couple of different sizes. Don't want to be uh, too big, jeed uh, up from the feet up like Sinjin, but uh, I can respect that look as well. Blazer. Just no flat bills, please. That's all I can say. Just no flat bill hats. Other than that, snapback start off as a, as a flat bill. I think most hats start off as flat bills. Yeah, I think they're all flat. That's it. That's it. Your only request is not a flat bill. Just, just please stop the flat bills. Don't tuck yours in and don't have a flat bill. You guys are easy. I was thinking, I don't understand why we have coffee cups yet. I totally buy a coffee cup and Steve. Actually, that's a good idea. Tech one makes them. I mean, a pint glass, like a beer pint glass or a flask, I'd be all over that stuff. Or a beer opener. Again, you know, right up my alley. just take a sticker and put it on there. I've already done that. Is how, about a, how about a Pulp Mix butt plug? <laughs> Sinjin, for your mom. Sinjin, Sinjin, no, last, Sinjin, last warning, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. That was it. I thought it was going to be you saying fuck too many times that got you cut off. No, it's the butt plug was the final, the final warning. <laughs> Does anybody else have uh, – anybody else do – like I don't know how you phone case or stickers. I got a, a rad Pulp Mix sticker on my phone. Uh, you guys know that now? Everybody iPhone? Yeah, I have uh, a sticker on the back of my phone for sure. That's right. Rep your, rep your brand. What about you, Pookie? What do you want? I run a bow as my phone case. I do not have a Pulp Mix sticker. I mean, what do you want Pulp Mix? But uh, I have all the T-shirts – I have a custom hoodie so. that only me and Peter have in ooh. the world that zips up the front. Zip-ups. Right. Zip-up hoodies. Peter, you, ooh, I don't have a zip-up. Do I like I it all, a, except I for I think order. it costs a lot of money for us to like to get them all made, but then and then sometimes you know you have to sell them all. So Yeah, well, I'm just saying maybe 90%, we give 90% isn't a good marketing Nobody scheme. ran that by me, so yeah, that's yeah, why. Come yeah, that was a big flub. Peter, is there anything you want? Like, If you were going to wrap a Pulp Max anything, what would it be? Just a sticker on the back of your um, your Tiss legendary car. Uh, actually, sadly, I never thought this, but I'm actually with Sinjin. I, I hate flex fit hats. Yeah. I like no, no, the butt plugs. Though, you meant you're with me. <laughs> yeah, butt plugs too. Uh, that and then uh, I don't I don't wear hoodies that you have to pull over. So I actually that's why how Pookie and I got special ones because I said if I'm going to wear this, I'm going to make it the way I want it. Seems simple enough. We have a contest to design a hoodie, which like doesn't have to be spectacular. Just design pretty... a logo. With design color a logo. Yeah, with color crayons, the likeness of a logo that the people are going to speak here on what we want. So, uh, motor, m- moto. Oh, jeez. Wait, real quick. One last thing. Maybe a, a a quick like like a butt patch because I know those things are real easy to sew on. Maybe sew onto your pants. Maybe. A lot of the guys with, like, butt patches. I mean, not me personally, but maybe the older guys. <laughs> not me, but this guy I know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I'm uh, just saying maybe, like, the old parts like Blazer and Moser and stuff. Didn't we already do a butt patch I design contest? Well, we did, and I got I didn't win. But, but, but Shorty, that was a Pope MX. It, well, you're right. My design still got ran, only because Shorty loves me. But um, who was the guy that won? It was uh, out of Nevada. What did he win? Yeah, you do. Lee the, something. No, John yeah, Lee. Jonathan Lee. Jonathan Lee, yeah, the hot hot start. No, hot lap. Hot, hot lap. lap. Hot yeah. Yeah. I've been drinking. I'm sorry. Um, all right, so Moto Tour Bus. This has been conversation on the show a bunch of times. A lot of times it's a joke. Pete's giving me the hurry up sign. This is like one of our last topics, Peter, so calm down. Good. He's got stuff to move. Let's hurry it up. We um, can push this way longer. Like the first one went an hour and 19 minutes. Uh, Brad, we're already at over two we're hours. Already, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, we're almost no. at two hours. Hour and 45 minutes? 129. I'm talking about it. Okay, who cares? Let's just keep talking about how long this podcast is going. 
<laughs> just keep doing it. Hey, look who's leaving. Tiss. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, moto tour bus. Is this even realistic? Would anybody actually get on it if it happened? Obviously, it's not going to be like a weekly deal. If it was a one, a once a year deal, like A1, you paid and got on a bus, would anybody do it? We're done. Nope. I got no, s- of course not. I've got super no. fans. <laughs> people would pay for I've it. I've got super fans on the phone. finding past industry people that would actually do it. You don't think that Denny Stevenson would get on that bus? It'd, I, it'd have to be worth a lot of money. No way. Yeah. He does not cost that much money. If it's open bar, bro. Open bar, yeah. All right, so let's start, start with Brad. I would, pay oh, I would definitely do it if, if – uh, if Denny's at the controls, I guarantee he parties for free, and uh, yeah, we would have a, a humdinger of a time. Blazer, humdinger. I I would do it for sure. I think it'd be awesome. Nash, I, mean, I don't think it'll happen. Well, hey, don't be don't be a negative, Nancy. Definitely, I would have to consist of Ping, Denny Stevenson, Factory, Nick uh, Way, Shocker, a keg, uh, shots, mandatory shots at each stop. And uh, it would just be a train wreck. It would be a awesome. one and done. Everyone would be so plastered. So, Sinjin, you live over there somewhere. I don't know. But, yeah, I live and, about like an hour away from Tamanda, an hour is, and a half. This is, we're all way older than you. So, is this something that you just think we're a bunch of idiots? or? Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. Like I said, I like the old school stuff. But, you know, I don't have enough knowledge on that to really even make a comment on it. Like, I don't know. I don't think I would pay for that. No, to be honest with you, I wouldn't. Because... I think you have to be, you know, 25 plus to really. I wasn't around in that era, so me personally, no, I wouldn't pay for it. I think it's a cool idea, 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 idea. But uh, I, like I said, unless Jimmy's house is on the stop, I'm not, I'm not making it. I feel like if, depending on what the price is, and if they were saying like four or five hundred bucks. Well, I'm just saying if alcohol is included, I could totally come out ahead on this deal. So if I drink <laughs> enough and they have enough alcohol on board, it's just like a, it's like a moving party for me. So. You know, I mean, just like this, it's all bench racing. So, I mean, it'd be like a moving, a moving bench racing session. It would be awesome. it, yeah, I think the comedic factor would be like all time high. All right, so we've gotten two X brand questions now. So I don't know. I'm sure Sinjin didn't prepare anything. I have a handful. Peter Are we gonna like? I, have, yeah, I was supposed to make. Some. I have four questions for all four of you. So. Yeah. So yeah, three we, questions for all four of you. So. So basically, Peter's gonna get the music ready, and I'm. Somebody's going to have to do the... I got it. Hold on a sec. Does that sound good? I don't know how much paper... How much paper do I need to do this, Peter? <laughs> it's the X-Brand Tear-Off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. <laughs> rapid-fire. Uh, who wants to go first? I got a handful of these. I'll go first. Starting with uh, Blazer. Uh, if you were to do a classic commentary with Steve, uh, what race would it be? Good question. Um, that is a good question. Um, Coliseum ninety-seven. Nine point two seconds. So the but the two fifty moto, right? The two fifty, yeah, the one where uh, the grass yeah, goes win. down like twice, and Albie yeah. has a huge upset win. Throws his hands in the air, all pissed at Lampson taking him down. Yes, exactly. All right, for Nash, uh, one nineties motocross hero to have a ride day with can't be Factory Phil. Uh, MC. Dude, MC. Yeah. Oh. Mim Life has one of those coming, never. 3.9. <laughs> oh, jab, jab. Jab, poor, jab. Poor jab, Mim. Jab, poor Mim. Poor Mim. That's so messed up. These are good questions, Brad. Thanks, buddy. 
Sinjin, if Jimmy uh, Albertson had never been birthed, uh, who would you be obsessed about? Oh, man, he's on it. Oh, fuck. Uh, uh, that's going to take longer than 15 seconds. Uh, fuck. I don't know. No one. Suicide. Mandatory Jaeger, Mark. 12.2. Now, uh, Moser, the milkman, uh, if Andrew Short and you had a love child, what would you name him or her? Uh, <laughs> I don't even know. That's too weird. I got How nothing. are you and Andrew Short having a love I child? I got nothing. I got nothing. That's just, that's effing weird. Uh, clear brows. 13.5. Clear brows. All right. Um, Blazer, uh, one factory bike to own. Name it. Ooh. 96 CR 250 R. Yeah. 5.2. But with a 93 chassis? That was <laughs> with a 93 chassis, yeah. Yes, it, was, yeah. it had one, and me and JT still argue about this fact. All right, so Nash, if Hanny and J Law had raced in 1997, would they be praised today or hated? Praised? How can you not love J Law and Hanny? Thank you, Nash. <laughs> Okay, now, Sinjin, how would you celebrate a, uh, a Jimmy Albertson Supercross main event win? Streaking out on the Supercross track. <laughs> Streaking to the quad. We're all hey, going. listen, I'll tell you this right now. Any of the Anaheims, he gets even top five. I, I can promise in anything that I will pull off all clothing and jump out of the track naked. Top oh, five. Oh, it's oh, going to be a day one. forward to that. Uh, Mosier, before Shorty came along, who did you cheer for? Uh, before Shorty was MC, yeah, I was in McGrath. McGrath was on my my wall above my bed as a kid. All right. So Blazer, social media, uh, is, uh, if it wasn't as preval- if it was prevalent in the 1980s, whose career would have uh, been uh, most beneficial or most entertaining? Ooh! Oh my goodness. Um, Ron Machine. Oh, yeah, I would agree with that for sure. Uh, Nash, how many hours a week of motocross-related radio do you listen to? (laughs) At least three to five. That's low. I figure it would be closer to ten. Sinjin, uh, if you turned pro, name three teammates you would want to have. Jimmy Albertson, Mick Way, and... I would say J-Law, but I don't want Dirt Shark there. Uh, <laughs> That's uh, awesome. Uh, give, fuck, I don't know. Someone, anyone. Anyone. Just, just Jimmy, Nick Way. Anyone who doesn't bring Dirt Shark around. <laughs> yeah, basically. Oh, so you'd have WMX Amy Hood in there, too. Yeah, we're not doing WMX. I said a sport, Perfect. not a... So then... Mosier, if you were a team manager contracted to construct a team, who's, uh, who's on the team, who's your uh, top mechanic, and who's driving truck for you? It can be anybody. It doesn't have to be a real truck driver. It have to be a real truck driver. It doesn't have to be like a, someone who drives a truck. All right, so how many people am I supposed to be listening here? I'm supposed to name uh, three, a, three racers, a mechanic, and a, and a truck driver. Bro. Uh, well, I know... Corey Cruzen is a TLD truck driver. And he, I like his name. Um, Riders, Shorty, obviously. And I'll go with Kennard. It's all like Shorty. And they get along well. And. Uh, RV's a, a Washington guy. And team manager. 
Steve. I think he would be hilarious as a team manager. Perfect. All right, so I got a couple for, for Pookie, a couple for Steve. Uh, first one for Pookie. Should Steve host a Pulpamex ride day the day after uh, Anaheim won in SoCal? Hashtag I'll be there. Steve has a lot of work that he does the day after the races, but sure, why not? Ace hits. Uh, fondest slash least fond memory uh, from uh, your days at Pulp. You want both? Yep. Yeah, I want both. 15, 15 seconds. seconds. Go. Fondest was uh, Great Western Bank in studio. Least fond was the last time Kenny was in studio. <laughs> How many basset hounds uh, sleep in the Mathis bed each night? Uh, two in the bed and one on the floor. Perfect. And now, Tits, who's your favorite super fan, buddy? My favorite super fan? That's right. Uh, me. Okay, perfect. What up, Pam? You still consider yourself a super fan? No. <laughs> no. Perfect, and that's the extra questions for me. Sure. So, uh, and good luck, good luck, bitches, matching Brad's questions. <laughs> hey, we still have more questions, bro. <laughs> that was one guy. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. Everyone's Dream doing it? Sure. Yeah, well, nobody oh. was going to do four. Oh, oh look at this. Oh, look at I, I can make it up. Nash. Hurry up, Nash. Are right, you guys ready? Yeah, make them quick. Moser, most awkward mo- moment at Shorty's Ranch. Uh, definitely the Borat suit down the the zip line. It, which was, <laughs> I don't regret it at all, but it definitely, I mean, how do you, not, how is that not awkward? That's bizarre. Wow. Blazer, Blazer, name the person you were most pumped to receive a Twitter interaction with, with all your content. Uh, Jean-Michel Bell. That's pretty awesome. bad. Uh, Pookie. Uh, what's your favorite in-studio guest? Um, I think uh, Nick and JT, because they both are t- just super hilarious. Nice. Uh, Peter, name the guest who you solicited the most swag off of. <laughs> that was one of my questions. Yeah. The guest? I don't think I've ever hit any guests up about... Any, any person that's ever called in. W. That's about anybody. Um... No, no. Castillo? Aaron Kennard? Uh, well, Castillo was before we were acquaintances before yeah, the show true. thing. I would say Aaron Kennard. That's a good one. <laughs> two, 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 I guess one time he slits it first. But, uh, I got to go. No, be, Tits, I, you carry the show. Uh, okay. Um, no, I don't have an answer for that. You, most of the time it's just show sponsors or people that Steve knows. It's not a show, you know, guests that have come Kenny? in studio. What about Kenny? Well, Kenny was, uh, you know, he wasn't a guest. What'd you get from Kenny? He got me uh, a pair of glasses. Mountain biking gloves. And mountain biking gloves. Used used mountain biking uh, what gloves. What kind of glasses? Just Fox glasses. Oh. Back when they And then you didn't like them. Guy. And then you didn't like them. Um, they pinched my nose a little bit. But... <laughs> and the show is rolling downhill. <laughs> oh, I love saying. it. I love it. Brad, anyway, what's your, Brad, what's your all-time favorite Pulp Max show? All-time all Pulp MX, honestly, uh, when I got, uh, if I've got just uh, working on the bike uh, in the garage, I throw on the uh, uh, the Great Western Bank show. I've yes. probably watched that thing uh, or listened to it 20-plus uh, times. I'm not joking. Beautiful. All right, I'm wow. out. Uh, I'm out. All right, who else has questions? questions? Okay, I'll mix them up. <laughs> Great. Okay, so here we go. <clears throat> Brad, we can all tell by uh, who you're who you're super fan of describes your personality. Who uh, are you a super fan of? Who am I a super fan of? Yes, um, right. Uh, 
more or less a super fan of Steve Mathis, but uh, I'd say uh, for um, for one particular rider, I really like the way that Brian Villapoto rides the bike, and uh, I definitely cheer for him when the gate drops. Where's, there you go. Tits, on a Saturday evening while relaxing with your family, what do you prefer to do with your wife, soak or dock? Um, <laughs> wait, shit, she doesn't have a... Co- oh, soak with her or dock with another male? Um... Neither. <laughs> I you know I can I can actually go all the way, so there's no need to just soak. Nice. Oh, okay. I need to hear the rip off sound. Pookie, what size are your breasts? Oh my god! <laughs> Fuck you! Are you freaking kidding me? Oh, Dude. oh no! Almost. Wait for it. Oh, she she tried. Oh, I no, was no, 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 Pookie, don't hang up. Back on. No. Are we turning? Are we hanging up on Sinjin? No, I was turning the mic back, back on. Right, okay, those are my X-Brand questions. Did he, did he actually have some? Good job, bro. He made yeah. some. Yeah, he made some he up. Made <laughs> some very, very lame All right, who, who hasn't gone yet? Blazer. Um, Am I let? I'm it? Blazer. What about Blazer? Did Blazer go? I haven't done it. Go, Blaze. I just have a couple. Nash, what was the best part about your day riding with Weege? Being shocked at how good he was at riding. I would agree with I, that. Most, I haven't seen them, but I'd be surprised. Yeah, T2. Yeah, it's true. Anyway, I, I will go on. Uh, that uh, and the bench race. Endless, endless bench racing. I changed my answer. Shoot me. Endless bench racing. <laughs> and legit bench racing. We just didn't hold anything back. He is he is one of a kind. He is great as a human being. Yeah, I changed awesome. my answer. Weej is one of my all-time favorite in-studio guests, too. I love him. He, he's never been in studio. Yes, he has. Weej? Yeah. Yeah, he has. Uh, I have a picture of him petting one of my dogs. He does not like dogs, <laughs> so I know like he's dogs. been here before. His moto Weed knowledge. Awesome. I'd put his moto knowledge up to pretty much anybody's. Dude, he's gnarly. And he just, he tells, he doesn't hold anything back. You can ask him a question. He tells you, every, like, everything. You know, you're not going to go on the internet and blab about it, but he he told me some crazy stuff. <laughs> oh, you're just now, now you're just bragging, Nash. No, I'm not. I'm being honest. I go, who's I'll, fight you. I'll fly to Las Vegas and fight you right now. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> I I one for Mojo here. Mojo, what is the craziest thing you've done at the Washougal National? Craziest thing? Who writes these questions? Who asks these questions? Um, I wouldn't say it's crazy, but I've fallen asleep at more more. I've fallen asleep through more notos. Motos. Did you fall and, asleep or you pass out? Yeah, well, that's a that's that's a uh, that's a gray area. Yeah, exactly. Area. I would. Yeah, more. I've fallen tomato, asleep through tomato. More, yeah, I wouldn't want to admit those. The fact that you fell asleep when Short won a Supercross, that has to be your biggest regret of your life. Oh, it's pretty. It's right up there, Nash. I mean, you could have been on the podium, Thanks for bringing dude. it up, buddy. I was expecting to see you run on the podium when I watched that race. Yeah, yeah. He, said, that, he said the same thing. He thought I was going to jump into the stadium. So uh, I was awake when he was on the podium. It's just not – I mean, I was a, I regained consciousness when he crossed the finish line. Let's just say that. I got a big oh, hug after were, the race. You were semi-conscious. Yeah, I mean, it's not my proudest moment, guys. I mean, what do you what do you say? We all make mistakes. Hey, you know what? You're man enough to admit it. Got respect for you. <laughs> Great. <laughs> was that the, was that the night that you got thrown out of the H and H truck, or a different night? No, same night. Yep. Oh my God! Dude, I'm looking you at were classy. I'm looking at the sign right now that says. Good times. Uh, I, I'm looking at a sign right now in the Lions Den that says "Meeting in progress, no BJ's." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh can, my yeah. All right. So, uh, all right. I have a Nash question here. How many times have you called Factory Footlong's number at the sweeping place, Nash? 
Only once. Only and the yeah, once? Oh, God, it, trust me. When, he, when we talked for a long time, I, was, I hung up the phone. I was like, that was awesome, but I'm never going to do that again because that just creeped the guy out. I was expecting to hear the answer machine and laugh like it would be one of his sound drops. And when he picked up, I was like, holy cow, it's Phil. This is awesome. That's seriously one of the best, best stories ever. It. Yeah, it's so good. All Hold right. on. Pook, you don't know what happened? No. No, we'll, we'll no, tell her after does. the show. Yeah, we've got to wrap this up, Nash. Yeah. All right, Brad. Pook, uh, I'll tell you later. I'll okay. call you later. Yeah. Brad. Yes? Yeah, 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about Canadian motocross riders not racing Supercross? I really wish they would. I think that uh, the Canadian motocrossers, they lose that competitive edge over the wintertime. Like, you can do all the training you can't you want, but uh, nothing replaces gate drops. And uh, I feel like the program in Manito- or Canada in general would be uh, um, upped by the fact that they'd race in the wintertime. Well, Colton Fossey, I should race winter, uh, Supercross. I don't know. We lost track of time, but that was more than 15 seconds. I don't care. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, laser. Yes. Do you have more photos in your library of bikes or girls? <laughs> ooh, ooh, that's 50, a 50 good for question. Sure. It's got to be moto, although it's All probably right. close. All right. <laughs> Follow up to that question. In 15 seconds, list as many monster girls or uh, podium girls as you can. I'm sorry, was that for me? Ashley yeah, Michelson, Blazer. Michelson, Gemily Nobody Farrell, else knows Tara Boer, oh, <laughs> Cassidy uh, Daniels. Diana Dahlgren, Mercedes, um, oh boy. Um, Cassidy Gray, oh, Summer Daniels. Um, oh, shucks, I don't you know. You know two? I'm out. That's it? He's Sunny. only into the, the vintage. Uh, the Moneymaker. Um, Moneymaker. You know by their nicknames. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit disappointed. You have yeah. all these girls' photos, and you only you know two of their names. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. I'm not a stalker, bro. I'm just the only one I actually follow is uh, Diana. All right, Sinjin, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm shocked you've made it this long. Um, proud? I guess so, yeah. I guess, yeah. I'm Thank a little you. proud. You should see the look on Ted's face right now. Very happy to be here. <laughs> Get to my question. Come All to right. the radio. Tits, top Jimmy question for Sinjin. What do you got? Um, what was it? Why do you, why do you like Jimmy? <laughs> oh, great and, question, and, and by that's the not, way. That's uh, not a good uh, no, knock on Jimmy, but... There had to be something. <laughs> yeah, what so was the catalyst? Yeah, I like that. I like that, Tiss. What was the catalyst? Yeah, definitely Jim? not a knock on Jimmy. That all great. started it was the Popamex following him at Red Bud, I believe. Oh, the... That's what I want to say. The well, top Jimmy the shadow. The video. The shadow? The shadow, yeah. That's what that started all off. That was in love ever since. Dude, that was awesome. Suck it, Spangler. <laughs> that, was, that was epic. Oh, yeah, yeah. NASCAR three wide. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, Tiss, you ready? Uh, yeah, go I got ahead. I got some for you. List the content you're of Pulp Max you're going to be listening to or reading after your departure from here. The In ra- the wrap up podcast, I really it? like those. Those are about the only ones that I still listen to. That's it. Probably you're not going to read anything. That's I don't. It. I don't read anything anywhere anymore. Not <laughs> even Racer X. No, I don't actually. Racer Head. No. No. That's overrated. So just the Can wrap I... up. Go ahead, Nash. Tits, you just said that you. It's the old quote an hour ago. It's the only sport I follow. I yeah. love it. Yeah, and, I love and, it. And that's it's as awesome. much as I follow it. I'm a it's busy awesome. man. You're, you're making it happen. That Tits. internet money's coming your way, brother. Mm-hmm. What is Optics. the all right? What is the best 
or biggest or whatever best gift you got from the show or like free anything you got from the show um that's a good question race tech's doing my suspension for me Ooh. i'm pretty, pretty oh, excited nice. about that. that's huge on the bike, bike you don't new. ride yeah yeah, yeah bike I don't ride. no hey, I'm actually, do we know actually, what the... i'm actually trying to get back into riding which is do we know what the pipe is on that thing yet no uh, they're just removing the cobwebs from his shock yeah Oh, my question, real quick, Tit. How did you get the shock and forks off? I know you didn't do it yourself. They're 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 still on there. No, <laughs> oh, nothing okay. has been done yet, and I and I'm not the mechanic. My brother will be the one doing all that stuff. It so is tit, very difficult. Tits, having been in the moto industry now, because at this point, would, would you consider? Me I would consider. Yeah, I would consider you okay. being part of it or inside the whatever. I'm you an know, insider. You're an insider at this <laughs> yeah. point. Now that you're leaving, do you? Feel tainted or scorned or changed or what? In general, in 15 seconds, what's your opinion on it now? It it, it hasn't changed. Um, Same? Yeah. Really? No. Now that you are on the inside, I, I've met people and and they're great. Um, a lot of really nice people out there. I, I don't know any of them on the personal level, so I can't be like, yeah, I met that guy and he was a douche. I mean, there, there's none of that at all. Um, 15 I seconds. Know. I. We're going to go around too because you've been on the show for what, two years now? Three years. Three years, and you're saying your opinion hasn't changed at all. I totally, I'm calling you out. I, well, I'm surprised. I hear things while, you know, Steve and whatever co host is talking. I'm surprised at some things that go on, but that's about it. Tits, you're saying you have no uh, hatred for Dungey for blocking you. In all honesty, you don't have you don't have a little bit of a bitter taste in your mouth. How about this? That do you have anything any... to do with the show? Though. All right. Do you have any regrets from coming on the show? How about that? If you could do it all over, you get in a time machine. Let's get in the time machine, Tits. Could you? Would you go back and not do the show, or would you still? Nope. Do it? I, I wouldn't trade my time on this. For all anything. right. So uh... why? Why is it that you would? What was it why about being? No, no, no. What was it about being on the show that was? Legendary. Um, getting to it was funny is I don't even really interact with the writer that much, but but just being able to like see someone meeting them in person that was pretty cool. Seeing them, you know, I don't listen to the shows much, but um, I kind of <laughs> zone out half the time. But uh, <laughs> wow, no, there you honest, go. It's just neat, neat meeting some of them, but you know, I'm not broing down with them or anything like that. All right, two more questions. We're out here, Pookie. Favorite guest, least favorite guest. I'm sorry I put you on the hot spot. Um, in the house. Yep. In studio. Oh, uh, favorite guest is um, I'm gonna say Weege, Nick, and JT. Uh, least favorite guest because the only person I know that's been here that's a hunter is Will Han. Oh, he hunts. Yes, and posts pictures of his dead animals on Instagram. Like I don't like something? that. Yeah. I think they're just trying to keep the population down. You, you didn't ask, but Gigi was my least favorite. <laughs> and then Josh, <laughs> Josh Hill is right there. Gigi and Josh Hill are right there. Of the people on the show oh, and bro. or reaction with the show or incorporated with the show, what are, who's on the kill list out of curiosity? Cryer, um, Hill. Cryer's incorporated with the show? Well, yeah, you would know him otherwise. Loosely. I would know him from you. You know me from the show, bro. Is that how we met? Pretty much. That's old news, right? <laughs> um, no. Sinjin and Josh. <laughs> How dare you? No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, 
All right, we're going to wrap this thing up, you guys. Um, I think Tits wants to go another two hours. No, I don't think so. <laughs> He's got it in him for sure. <laughs> yeah. He I definitely he does, though, right? To be <laughs> Good job, Moser. One sec here. Just going through my notes here. One sec. <laughs> That's for Kenny. That's an official Kenny. You know, rub the yeah. microphone on your no, face. No, Steve used to do this when he'd read, uh, he'd read emails. Yeah, he, he, he actually is crumpling he up and throwing them He crumples it up and throws it at Peter. That's what he's doing. So should I be throwing them at you? Right? Yeah. No, you should be finding your notes. exit. Your exit speech. I feel, like, uh, I feel speech. like I'm missing something that I was supposed to be saying. I can assure you it's all been covered. <sighs> uh, oh, we were supposed to ask uh, exiting questions for uh, – parting questions for Ted's. Oh, yeah. Well, just, yeah, I mean, he's leaving. So you got something good. Uh, I guess we'll open format quick because everyone's, uh, we're already over this. So go, Brad, you first. Uh, All right, cool. Um, Tits, what is an in-studio guest that surprised you, either good or bad, based on your preconceived ideas of who they were as an individual? Uh, Wow. Brad, your prepared questions are pretty pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, Thanks, bud. I, I don't have an answer, mostly because I, I, I don't know. Nothing's coming to mind. What do you mean? Who's somebody that you liked that you didn't weren't aware of before? That's a pretty simple question, bro. Yeah. All of them? Carrie Hart. Oh, God. Look at all no, the people no, in the studio. Like, I'm, not trying, I'm not trying to... to just think, who's um, the like first kid, one that comes to mind? Like he doesn't Hart, know who they are. So yeah, I don't remember half the people that have been here. This is three years. trying to remember three years of meeting people. Who's the first people. one that comes to mind, He doesn't want to talk bro. to you anymore. <laughs> the faster you uh, answer, the faster you get to leave, bro. What is Steve does? Ping. Ping. I really like Ping. All right. He's, He's been fun. Do you like ice cream, too? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. All right. All right, Tits. Uh, pet peeve of Steve that he does on a regular basis that drives you insane. The collar thing. Where, where it's like, okay, all of a sudden he drops on me. Okay, 12th caller, you win. And I'm just like, are you serious? We only have six lines. How am I supposed to do the 12th caller? And then I got to start hanging up on people, and it's Nobody just, knows, though. You no, could do the – I know. <laughs> and you want I it to know. be the 12th? We know. You could I make know. it the sixth caller, yeah, and you'd be golden. the same thing? But you realize – Honor system, bro. All right, well, I like – are you a Boy Scout? I am Eagle Scout. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. All right, anybody else have uh, closing thoughts? Closing thoughts. This no, I'd like to Peter. One question. Yeah. If you had to rate the three round tables, would this better, worse, or the same as the others? Um, it's probably better, mostly because I have anything to do with it, and I zoned out through half of this anyway. So hopefully, it's good. I don't really know what he was doing over there. He was on his phone a lot. I was so playing games either. for a little bit. <laughs> I don't even know if oh he's playing. God. I don't know if he's playing Instagram fucking Candy Crush over jelly. there. He wasn't reading Raider. Reading Raider could, head, I can tell you that much. No, he could have been playing, watching porn or playing motocross. I have no idea what he's doing over there. It wasn't porn. Nash, you got anything? Motocross. Uh, no, I'm just, hey, I, obviously, we all know. I'm going to miss him. Uh, it, a lot of people don't know this. Whenever I call the show, it's a weed out Sinjin. I purposely changed how I answer the phone when he calls up, and I'll go, What a pimp! What a pimp! And I'll, it <laughs> he loves it. He loves it. I like it. <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to do that next time I call in. Maybe yeah. tomorrow. No, right? nobody can do it like I do it. It knows the difference. It knows the difference. Hey, you fucker, Sinjin, you got anything else? Uh, no, to anyone that I offended, I'm sorry, but go fuck yourself. <laughs> Poogie, but thank you for coming on the show. I second and doing the motion. This. and rich. You're welcome. Thank uh, you for coming to town and I'm in, hosting it. Oh, yeah, well, it was my pleasure. Um, thanks to Steve for flying me and my wife in, putting us up at the uh, Encore, the win. It was great. The pool today was amazing. And uh, thanks, thanks, assholes. This uh, I went better than I was expecting, to be honest. You guys actually yeah. had 
add constructive criticism and comments and whatever else, yeah, all that stuff that means things. And so that was one good. last thing, Sinjin, I'm I honestly. We can't edit it out of we it. Can't, if, if we can't end this without hanging up on I was just hang so sure. You're least impressed. I told everybody I was going to hang up on you before this was done. And I and not to mention having this many people on the phone. It's not I didn't, too late. It was this many hang people on the phone. On and make him listen to the reaction to your question once he has to read. I don't to fucking listen. I don't care. Uh, Sinjin, you're number four. So, yeah, go on your rant and I'll hang up on you. My rant was just, I want to know your most impressed person on the podcast and your least impressed person on the podcast. And, last thing. Perfect. <laughs> I think that went perfectly. <laughs> well played. Well played, Peter. Classic. Hey, thanks, assholes, uh, for coming on this podcast show. Anything else? I don't like people from Europe. No, yeah, that makes sense. I just want to thank uh, Pookie and Steve for allowing the four of us jerkies into uh, their home for the uh via phone call for this evening and uh, hope that it turns out great. Blazer, anything? No, appreciate you guys having me on the uh, podcast and I hope it's uh, just as much of a disaster as always. Hey, so uh, all those years of being creepy uh, finally paid off. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. Cheers. Absolutely. Cheers. Here it is, brother. Bye. Bye -bye. Bye-bye. You want me to actually hang up on him? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you.